Globus Golan Theater is back with you. What? We did it backwards this week. We're doing it backwards this week. We're rewinding. We're reflecting. Black Exploitation Month, unfortunately, coming to an end. But hey, don't worry. You might see. St- you might see a couple, like Fred Williams is everywhere. You might see him pop up over the summer. I can guarantee you will. Yeah, exactly. So it's not, we're we're putting to bed just the very small age, because you, like Murray has told us all month long, black exploitation was a short-lived world. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe what we'll do is, we'll, black exploitation month will be 70s. And then we'll try to pepper in some like eighties and nineties. Maybe we'll do a Wesley Snipes movie. We like some more. I, we haven't modern. done any Snipes, have we? No, we haven't. I okay. Don't think so did we do? We didn't do. Did we do Blade? No, we, we have not. Okay. I've never seen Blade. First one's not bad. Yeah, that's what I hear. Second one's okay. I, Third one, no. My neighbor with the Kid Rock uh, autograph walked out of Blade. Why? Why? She's right. No. Oh, <laughs> Kid Rock fan. No. Uh, they weren't expecting it to be as gory and violent as it was. That's. I think that was what was good about it. You saw a superhero movie where it's gory and violent. Yeah. I, apparently, they weren't ex- that expecting it. So they walked in, and there was tits everywhere. You, there was blood everywhere. I don't everywhere. remember there being any tits. In and she walked out. I mean, she might have made up the tits part. Yeah, I think she did. So When are there ever tits in movies anymore? Good question. Well, I think Danny McBride is bringing it back, thankfully. Well, He's given us a fair share of dicks and tits. And we get know. some tits in the PG movie we're going to cover today, by the way. We get a brief look at some titties. Did we? Where? Movie, movie theater. The movie theater. Yeah. I had the worst copy. Did you have a laser I, disc? Yes, I had the laser okay, disc. It was okay, okay. pristine. I, my favorite part about the laser disc versions, and people are applauding Amazon's X-Ray they just stole that from Laserdisc technology 35 years ago. Yeah. Like, with our Laserdisc viewers, we have a remote, 3,000 buttons on it, because there's so many unique things you can do. Yeah. Cameras you'd even know were there, you can yes. take control of and we see the We can do scene. like a 360 if we wanted to. <laughs> I don't know how Laserdisc technology <laughs> worked, but that's why they buried it. It was too advanced. It might be Wakanda technology, or it might be alien technology. Are Wakandas aliens who crash landed on Earth? You might be onto something. I don't. Marvel, we got it. We we, we just pitched to you, Marvel. <sighs> They'll take fucking anything at this point. Yeah. So why not? Before we get into uh, the fun, I, I want first of all, this is gonna be a very quick episode, movie wise. So we need to front load it. It's. Let's give people a quick synopsis of this movie. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I don't know either. It's a bunch random of, sketches thrown together. It's essentially sketches. Scenes. Like you're about to see the first movie shot completely live. They just yeah. literally shot this movie in about eight hours, and there was a plot that the characters were told about, but they improved all their scenes, so sometimes they remember there's a plot, and sometimes they forget. Some scenes are funny. Some scenes are weird. Some scenes just happen because they need to set up the next set. Uh, yeah, you, it might surprise you, but neither of us watched this movie beforehand. So I just want, like, look, the I wanted to end Black Exploitation History Month with a fun movie because there's the movie's been pretty dark this month. I mean, everybody dies at the end, the right. last three movies. So I said, and I mean, to be honest with you, I just wanted to do a movie with two of our favorites, Yafit Koto and Rudy Ray Moore. Oh. Yafit Koto 
kills it in this movie. He's adorable. I love him. That grin on his face. He is so perfect. He delivers everything so well. Like I loved him. Him and Baby D's relationship was weird and wonderful. And then, of course, the big man in here, Rudy Ray Moore. Foxy. Gotta throw. Wish there was more scenes with them. Yes, I wish there was too. I don't know why they didn't do that. I just, he's a national treasure. People don't re- appreciate Rudy Ray Moore as much as they should. Right. Um, if you're a new listener, I actually got to see Rudy Ray Moore live. And if you want to hear that story, you need to go either to our YouTube or our SoundCloud. That was in our first ever uh, Black Exploitation History Month five years ago. Avenging Disco Godfather. Look okay. into that. It's a great story. I'll actually, you know what? I'll actually put the YouTube link on our Twitter. Yeah, so you yeah. can check there that out. We haven't had enough fun with Rudy Ray Moore. I think we well, still have yeah, We didn't movies. want to because when that Eddie Murphy movie came out, we're like, everyone's going to be riding Rudy's dick. And this that ain't how we roll. Yeah. We, we did it before the Eddie Murphy movie because we knew who Rudy Ray Moore was. Yeah. And we didn't want to just get in... The, the, the also rants is these copycat people. I know. We always go, we're, we're like the salmon. We always swim upstream. You know, before people were eating ass all day, that's what me and Murray were doing constantly. Yep, a knife and a fork. That's right. That's why the peach is such a relevant uh, metaphor on this show, is because yeah. we, we've been the peachy boys for the longest Bear time. Bear your face in it. That's but before we get to Monkey Hustle Clicks, guess what? It's going to take us about 45 <laughs> minutes to get through this movie. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the other shit we did while we weren't doing this episode. Yeah, do you want to go first or should I go? Well, Murray, uh, apparently you have heard of this movie. I've been going deep into Mike's Plex server. I've just had a lot of movie time on my hands. There's something about unemployment that just leaves you yeah. with a lot of time. Well, you could be uploading shit on our YouTube. But, uh, yeah. No, that's all right. You gotta, you gotta make them wait. for We got competition it. now. Savor. I'm not gonna. We have I'm competition gonna, now. I, I'm not gonna advertise, but somebody we know started oh, a rival. You mean in he, our he, own he, you know what he did? He this in wrestling terms. He's an outlaw promotion, and he's invading our territory. He's trying to. And I love the guy, but I will destroy you. If yeah. you're listening, I will destroy you. That's okay. He know yeah. he knows what's going on yeah. here, but. He's saying. more than welcome to give it a try. We we all know that he's going to hit that it's, buck. It's, it's cutthroat. He's going to attempt Congette, and he's going to quit. <laughs> yeah. We attempted, and we persevered. Yes. So good luck with that. <laughs> but I've been hitting that fuck. Uh, a while ago, I heard a, like, I, I did several movies here. I heard about uh, this hoax they put on for, uh, in like, on BBC in the early 90s, and it freaked out people out because like a war they, of the worlds type thing it was a war of the worlds for tv yeah. type situation and so people would click on and go watch this it's very fun it you know it's it's of its time so if you like 90s camp shit you would really love this but uh me and kayla watch ghost watch never heard of it really cool everybody plays their part so well it's like a tv studio goes to a haunted house and they're gonna like see if they can uh find any paranormal activity they got all kinds of camera and computers this was early 90s early 90s 92 really cool it campy as shit a lot of what you're gonna enjoy about it is just seeing how fucking ridiculous and campy it is but very cool and then i watched one later that night people were falling asleep I had nothing to do with myself, so I look across Mike's Plex. What did he upload lately? A little movie called Blood Sand. 
the most forgettable movie. But every once in a while, these movies, and this is why it's kind of fun to watch them, they hit on a scene. And so... I saw this, by the way, yeah. I've seen it 40-some years ago. And so this movie advertises itself as the reverse Jaws. Yeah. So instead of going fearing the water, you fear the sand because these monsters Uh, would eat people from the sand. And so dogs, people on walks at night, all that kind of shit. Do they ever show the monster? I don't remember. They kind of do. And it's stupid. Do you remember who is in it? Uh, no, not a single fucking God, I soul. I want to say Robert Forster was in it. He probably was. Mm, I don't remember. John motherfucking Saxon is oh, in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, I think he was a politician in it or okay. like a police person. I can't okay. remember which one. And the one memorable scene, and then we'll move on to Murray's movie. <laughs> that was fun to say. Move on to Murray's movie. Um, there is a um attempted sexual assault that's about to take yeah, place and of course Murray it's happening under the docks. Stay away from docks. Uh and so this woman is nearly uh taken down and this guy of course has a hard erection and he trips. Yeah. Does anyone have a soft erection? I think there I mean what what do you whiskey call dick, I No whiskey mm-hmm. dick, I, I guess. It's um, I guess you could, yeah, you could have a soft erection. I think it's, it's a big, but it's not. think think like chub, you know, yeah. you know, you don't want to come out of the pool with shrinkage. You want to warm things up, and that way, it's, stretch it out. It's, <laughs> um, and so this man has a soft hard chub or hard chub. We don't know. I can't tell. I didn't have the laser. I think he's dispersion. ready to fuck. He's got a hard. Day. He's DTF, and he's down to DTR. the DTR. Yeah, down to oh. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he trips over dick first in the sand, of course. They <laughs> yes. got it sand because it would really hurt if you dick hit some concrete. That's true. Well, he ends up getting the worst end of that. He was probably thinking the same thing. Whew, glad that wasn't cement. It would have really put a damper mind on my hard Snap dick. My dick. Yeah. Instead, what happens is he starts to kind of get up, but no, a monster bites his dick off, and they zoom in to show like his crotch. You know what? That's the only thing you're ever going to remember about this movie, because that's the only thing I remember. I was like, I have seen that movie. That's all I remember. I told him the scene, and Griff's like, that's exactly the scene I was going to talk about. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, oh my God, I was losing my mind. I was shouting at the TV. I was like, thank God for this fucking scene. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know how I'll recover. This movie will never top that. Next morning, police arrive. They're surveying the whole scene. They're looking. Yeah, this guy clearly had a hard or soft chub. He's for the dick in yeah. the sand. <laughs> and then some kids come roaming up. Hey, we got his wiener. We got his wiener. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and they're like, the indent of the sand doesn't match this dick. This might just be another roaming dick. People losing their dicks all over this beach. That was it, Murray. That's it was a hot sand. dog, people, by it was, the way. It was, it was kids pulling dog. a prank. It was kids pulling a prank. It's he did get his dick bit off, but he they, did, they he didn't got, find it. The he, monster ate it. He did lose his dick. Well, I, while you were looking through Mike's Plex, I was scrolling through Tubi. Yeah, you got that on your TV, is that right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, they actually have a giallo section on Tubi. Do you know that? Oh, shit. Just giallos. Tubi's getting it. They know. Yeah. it. Maybe... maybe uh, Tubi listens to us sure and hears do. that everybody on YouTube, they just want dumb movies for free. Yeah. And Tubi's the one doing it. Yeah, for now. 
For now, they're definitely going to change. Because aren't they owned by like NBC? They own some kind of corporation. I believe it's NBC. Yeah. I believe that's I'll why they. That's why they got that Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. And I certainly did yell at somebody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brian. I didn't mean to do that. I thought he sat on the remote. He was high, so you know. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm like, I want to check out Giallo, and I clicked. I saw one. It was called Arabella Black Angel. And I have kind of a hot chick on the pictures. I'm going to look into this. Isn't that great? We should judge more books by the cover, right? Like always. Yeah. That's what I do. Comic book buyers, a, movie renters. It was a late era Giallo because it came out in like the late 80s. The height of Giallo was the 70s. But it was Did they still... show like up to the forearm? A what? Isn't that a good joke? Because they always show the hand in Giallo, so I set up to the forearm. No, you didn't. It was a, it was a woman. They didn't show any. Oh, okay. Any. So, all right. So... This is this is probably the sleaziest movie I've ever seen that wasn't porn. Like I was, I wasn't shocked, but I was kind of like, "Wow, they're really going for it in this like just movie that's on Tubi, free to the world, anyone can see." Because the premise is, all right, there's this woman who's a nymphomaniac. Okay, she married this guy on their wedding day. They're they're, they're she wants to fuck so bad. They're driving. She's like, "I gotta suck your dick right now." So she's sucking his dick as he's driving. Of course, when you're getting your dick sucked, Griff, you're just, you put your head back and you close your eyes. like, uh, But you don't want to do that when you're driving. <laughs> so the guy crashes the car, and he's a cripple. Are you sure this wasn't a Cronenberg movie? No, because Dick didn't get bit off or anything. Okay. It's just, he's just crippled now. Because this scene is literally in Crash. And Well, they probably stole it from this movie. Cronenberg's a fan. Yeah. And so... Okay, so he becomes a cuck, basically. He wants his wife to go out because his dick doesn't work anymore. Okay. Maybe a fucking blood sand monster bit his dick off. I don't know. But he can't fuck, so he wants to watch. He doesn't want to watch. He wants to hear the stories. So she goes out. She goes out. It's like literally an abandoned building. I thought it was like a pop-up fuck pad or something because it's an abandoned building, but there's a guy dressed up like Frankenfurter out playing an accordion. (laughs) And he's like... You got to pay for your sins first, honey. And like, you got to pay to go in. And there's just people fucking and spanking each other and doing all kinds of crazy shit in this abandoned building. Wow. We got a scene like that in this week's movie. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away because we're probably going to, we're going to do this movie, I think. Because, but yeah, so yeah, it's just this chick is just constantly fucking. And like, the woman gets totally naked, full frontal. Guys, I mean, I don't. I hope these guys were a couple in real life because this guy's cramming his face in her crotch. And you can yeah. clearly see she's not wearing – she's naked. Yeah. And he's just going for it. I mean, some people – He's method. He's going for it. Some people are into you know that promiscuous sex lifestyle, so maybe she was also into that. Maybe she was really into – what do they call that? Uh, voyeurism when you're – you're watching yeah. when you're watching okay. he, but the, the husband wasn't watching he, oh i understand she would come that. back and tell him the stories and he was a writer so he would write the stories. shit see th- this sounds like cronenberg yeah. this really does sound like cronenberg yeah i mean good for that guy he loses his dick and he gains his dick in a whole new way he's got his fucking novel dick well he's working. kind of frustrated too because he's having writer's block i don't want to give too much away like, we might do it because <laughs> i Yesterday, just give him the tip. Yesterday, yes. That's all you get right now. You got to beg for the rest of it. I put up on uh, on our Twitter, even though I should never listen to our listeners, for <laughs> some reason I just do. I said, would you guys be into us doing a month of just sleazy sex thrillers? Well, what happened the last time we asked them if they wanted to do a sleazy movie? But 
yeah, but we're going to pick the movies. We're not letting them pick the oh, movies. Oh, okay. We're okay. picking them. Okay. Because overwhelming. Last time I checked, it was like 30 yes, one, because it was one asshole. No. I wonder who that is. Mm-hmm. And so I guess we're not doing it next month. Next month, we have a huge month of big movies. But maybe April, May, we might throw it together. Because and people, I, and one person, I'd be like, I thought, because I threw out a couple names of movies, and he's like, I thought you said sleazy because they weren't sleazy enough for this guy. No, we're going to do we're not going to do shitty like we're going to do movies that have some kind of quality to them and that have and there's movies I want to do that have I don't know how they have very antiquated views because it came out in like like the early 80s 70s that like about certain members of society and I want I'm interested in like exploring that. I don't want to just talk about people fucking. All right. 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 Because, you know. One thing we're not good at is talking about action and even no. fucking action. No, that's why we rely on the Sveetsen scale. Yes. Whenever they'll get a workout be. that month, exactly. Gonna, you know that's. By the way, I just I just realized we should have talked about this beforehand. Probably. I don't know who's going to be the the uh, one of the good ones. I don't think there's any white person in oh, Monkey no, Hustle. Murray, there is good ones, and we'll get there. I didn't you'll see know one it. white face the entire movie. You'll know it when we get there. Yeah. Maybe we'll prepare each other uh, in our trailer break here, but anyway. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, going to be an interesting movie. One thing I like about this movie that's a problem that's plaguing us today, and we're starting to realize it as I was describing some of the movies I, uh, I had also watched, you were like, why do all these young actors have anime faces? Is that becoming a problem, audience? Do we have too many anime faces? I think it's faces? because this younger generation wants to fuck anime characters. I mean, they'd rather watch hentai than, than porn. I've got the numbers right here. Over the years, over the last 10 years, viewership of hentai and anime porn up 3,000%, Murray. I believe it. I have no interest in it. But... It's up from 100 to 3,000 people. It's an epidemic. It is. We need to cut this at the knees. I'm already working with Ron DeSantis on it. Uh, who would you say is a perfect example of an anime actor working today? I mean, the one example I had, and I don't know her name, so this is great, but she was the lead in this movie, The Menu. And then I believe she was uh, one of the mutants. She in was that... the lead in The Witch. The Witch. The Witch. Yeah. Did, when did that come out? Like, like, I don't know, like 10 years ago or something like that. She was the lead in that? No. She's that old? Well, she's probably yeah, she's probably thirty, I would think. Or, well, oh, she, I think she was a teenager in the movie, so maybe oh, late twenties. Wow. Okay, and you told me that she's going to be playing Furiosa, and yeah, and I don't agree with that at all. She, she was, was in the Northman too that came out this year. Oh yeah, okay. She was she's the everywhere. main love interest of. We should know her name. I don't know her name. Yeah, I don't. Well, she's going to be gone. She's going to be everything, and then she's going to be gone in a year. So who cares? She's at it for ten plus years now. Well, I'm just like, what superhero is she going to play? You know what? She did play a superhero. She was in the New Mutants. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, she was great in that. I liked her in that. Yeah. She was the only character I liked in that movie. Yeah. Too bad we don't know her name. Too bad we don't know her name. And Too bad then, we don't do research. I mean, we could. We, we have something called the internet. We could have just looked no, it up. We could look that. it up right now as we were talking. But no. as we've talked about with many of people, uh, facts. You guys can Schmacks. find the facts. You want you want our facts. Because we've got the good yeah, facts. Yeah, first of all, there's way too many podcasts that use facts. Yeah. By the way. So, Our certain rival uses too many facts. Yeah, you need to ease up on that. Uh, a little less scripting, a little more from the heart, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We're about emotion and feeling. We're not about... Even when he's been on our show, facts. fully emotes for us. Emotes yeah. all over the place. Gets on his own show, can't emote at all. What is it? 
You it's a tough business. People tough think business. this shit's easy. Like anybody can do a podcast. Yeah. And then when you see that like 99% of podcasts go, go unlistened. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Like we think we don't, we don't have the big audience, but we probably have probably in the top, we're probably in the top five percentile of do podcasts. I know. We're probably at least in the 60th percentile. We're over the hump. We're definitely over the. We're, we're over. over the we're hump. definitely over fifty percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many that are just dreadful that no one wants to listen. That's to. right. But you know what? What's a hustle if it goes unnoticed, Murray? The monkey hustle. The monkey hustle. I don't. Do you know what the monkey hustle no, is? No, I'm still kind of foggy about what the monkey hustle is. I don't. I'm not even sure we can say that as white people. I don't know. Is that there's some kind of racist connotation? I will that? say when I said we're we're doing the monkey hustle, it, there was a oh. <laughs> Can you? Is it? <laughs> I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the. Well, I think they're is. they're tr- what they're trying to allude to, like, because his uh, Koto's character is named Sweet Daddy Fox. I think they're trying to do the whole, like, African kind of fables type stuff, like Brer Rabbit and Brer Fox and all that shit. Yeah, you know, from Silent Sound Song of the South, which no one's allowed to see anymore, like that kind of shit. Okay. I think that's what they're kind of going, because all those characters are like trickster characters. Okay. And that's what he is. You know, he's this lovable trickster He character. is a very lovable trickster. This is a very lovable, this is a very, like I said, this is a very uplifting, fun movie. Like, we, we had a lot of darkness in the past couple. I'm not, I'm not that's not, I'm, it's not a racist thing. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about the mood. Yes. All right. And so, I, I was like, we gotta lighten it up, man. Like, this has some fun. I want to talk about Rudy Ray. Yeah, you think when you got Yafet and Rudy Ray just fucking riffing together, you're going to have gold and... Well, you this, do when they're do, together. Yeah, exactly. They're not together enough. Exactly. There's get, too much of the kids and not enough of Yafet and Rudy Ray. I wasn't expecting it to be mostly about the kids. When you have yeah. Yafet and Rudy Ray on set, you're like, these two are going to be the juggernauts and... Don't get enough of them. Maybe that was it. They were like, maybe it was there. Was, there was some fighting because they were jockeying for control, and they were like, we can't use any of this footage because, yeah. I, as we've talked about, I mean, these two people probably uh, fucking carry a heavy smog with them, and two smogs confronting and you know, all that shit. You can't see anything. You can't see anything unless you're watching on laser disc. They actually have. Like it's like an X-ray thing where the, if the uh, picture gets too foggy, you can actually see <laughs> windshield wipers pop on got, the there's screen. Pre- there's predator vision. There's X-ray vision. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. Oh man, but there it is an insane movie. Yeah, I've never seen a movie like it. They bring up a plot, and you're like, it's very, oh. It's a slice of life in the south side of Chicago in the 1970s. Yeah, there's basically. a there's a lot to appreciate about it. Um, we probably can't appreciate as much as other people can, but it's still... I didn't hate the movie. It was no. just... It was aimless, rudderless. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 people, I've heard... I saw on the internet... First of all, there was no IMDb information about this movie, but people compared it... because. Like like Blackula was the Black Dracula. Like mm-hmm. they would do that. They would make the black black shampoo was the black version of the movie shampoo. Okay, they're saying this was supposed to be the black version of the Paul Newman Robert Redford movie The Sting. I've never seen The Sting. You no, know, yes, I did see that. Yeah, I know it's about con men. Yeah, but I I don't see it. I don't. It uh, probably had a stronger plot, but yes, who cares? I think, yeah, I think it had a plot. Like these guys, obviously, I. I've never heard. It would have been fun to see like interviews with Yafet Koto or some somebody who was in this movie talk about this movie and their experience for the movie to find out if everyone was happy on set, if everyone liked how it turned out. I think 
I think everyone had fun making the movie. I don't 100%. know if they liked the movie, the final product. Right, right. But still, it's like if that's what I they. Mean, some movies are just throwaway movies. You just see them and then you forget about. Them. We're you, apologists you know. for fucking just trash movies. You know, it, you don't have to always have something to say. You can just have a fun time. You can just stick. SNL does this every week for forty five years. They just put random garbage together and fucking people love it. Yeah. So why can't why can't we have this movie just slap shit together and it's just kind of fun? Well, we can because it's the movie we're going to do, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. And if it's on over 75 minutes, you get your money back. All right, everybody. Are we ready to do the hustle? The monkey hustle? Check it out. Here's the trailer for Monkey Hustle. Hey, brothers. Look what's coming down. They, the head slicks themselves. Yafit Koto as Big Daddy Fox. Rudy Ray Moore as Glittering Goldie. In Monkey Hustle. Teaching the young bloods how to step forth into the world of flim flam. Scoot and scan. Cool as they come. Show me the way, superstar. And twice as sharp. You sure is bad. Badder than bad. They learn to handcuff the lightning. Chain the thunder. Walk through the graveyard and put the dead on a wonder. So you see, in order how slick to slick, you can't be sleeping late. You gotta be up early. Hey. You gotta get your righteous scam. Run it through five different ways from Sundays, making sure there ain't no holes in it. Mm. Then after you run it through five different ways, then you're ready to jump out in the street with your bad walk, your bad down dip. Still. You're ready for the monkey hustle. All I'm going to do is let you kiss me now. Yeah. Hey. Ah! Hey, wait, baby, look, I can explain. Look, I, she's my cousin, and we... Oh! Where you going? If you're gonna steal, steal big. Goldie'll show you how to do it. Yeah. Oh, tiny, hurry up! I'm trying, man. Ray Moore, Yafit Goto, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way. Monkey Hustle. All right, welcome back. Great trailer. Hopefully, it uh, did a better job of squeezing together the story. You probably got the full. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't need to listen to the rest of this episode. I think right. the trailer probably tell you everything you need to know. Right. Um, there's multiple versions of this on YouTube. There's one that is a cleaner definition, and the person who uploaded it um, decided to put his own music into it. Okay. So instead of hearing... That might have been the Laserdisc, because in the Laserdisc, you have actually options. You can do classical score. You can do funky score. Yep. You can do death metal score. Death metal That's score? That's what I listened to. <laughs> oh, Murray, did you even get the real experience then? I think that's what Yafit Koto wanted it to be. <laughs> Yafit is a big old death metal guy. He's one of the uh, innovators of death metal. One of the innovators, of course. Um, 
so the, the instead of getting because the monkey hustle is used constantly. I imagine that's what the song is called. Yes. I imagine that's what we opened with. Yes, of course. I imagine did. that's what they heard in the trailer the whole time. Yeah. Because it's used constantly. Uh, but instead they had like some Jay Z song I think played over. Oh no. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like. Am I supposed? I I can't. I know I can't criticize his wife. Can I? Am I allowed not? I can't criticize him either. Uh, is he no. the greatest rapper of all time? Like she's the greatest singer of all time. I was. I, I wasn't. I wasn't around for the coronation, but apparently it happened. Because, I don't know. I, that's a yeah. really good question. I thought Iggy Azalea was the greatest rapper of all time. Something a white person would say. <laughs> it is. Uh, or no, a white person would say Macklemore. I think that was that white rapper. Well, that's already there's gone. certain black rappers that only white people listen to, like Tribe Called Quest or well, uh, De La Soul. They even Wu Tang. Tribe Called Quest. Wu Tang is a nerdy Wu-Tang, white person thing. Wu Tang, hundred percent, I would agree with. And that. of course, the Beastie Boys. All suburban Beastie white boys. kids love the Beastie Boys. Tribe Called Quest is fucking great. I mean, I liked the Beastie Boys when I was twelve when they came out. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah, these guys are a joke. You know. Yeah, I I, I grew up loving Beastie Boys, and now it's like I'll listen to something, and it's like, oh yeah, that was, that was fun, but I would never listen to another album again. Yeah, yeah Wu Tang is definitely something that. White people yeah. use as cred. Yeah. I'm a big Busta Rhymes guy. You're showing your age. I like Ice-T. That's how old I am. Yeah. All right. Busta. Who never gets enough credit for inventing gangster rap, by the way. It wasn't N.W.A. It was it was fucking Ice-T. Six in the morning. Look it up. Oh, another white rapper. Uh, he's a black guy, but white people love him. Drake? MF, MF Doom. Oh, okay. He died, didn't he? He died uh, last year, okay. sadly. COVID? Uh, no, I don't think it was, but... He his songs are fucking great. Okay, but you know what is great? Monkey Hustle. We're in the South Side of Chicago. Chicago. And again, this is a '70s movie, so anything fucking goes. All the shots, exteriors, anything you're seeing on the city streets, fucking not a set. Like that's what I love about our '70s movies. Yeah, is they always film on site. You know, you don't. Yeah, you get a lot of good aerial shots of Chicago, 1976. That's right. Beautiful city. The Windy City, they call it. The Windy City. I've heard it called that. Yeah. Yeah. They're busy. Right on the shores of Lake Michigan. That's right. Their their hottest uh, fucking road with all the businesses that everybody goes to from out of town, Michigan Avenue. Right. They call it the Miracle Mile, don't they? The Miracle Mile. Well, they're trying to get away from the fact that it's not even named after their fucking city. It's named after our state. Well, yeah, because we're... We're, we we explained last last week with Detroit Nine Thousand we're the best. I mean, so we're opening up. We're seeing that not everything bad happens in an abandoned warehouse because that's where Yafet Koto takes up a uh, shop. Yeah, here. that's his office. His he's this is his Fon's office. That's right. An abandoned warehouse. Stacks and stacks of things labeled Sharpied TVs, radios. Uh, what else was big in the seventies to move? A track players. Cadillac converters. No catalytic convert. Not Cadillac. Convert, catalytic converters. People still steal them. People weren't hip to that back then. Probably no, it was fucking uh, hubcaps and tires. There we go. That's a very seventies thing to steal. And one Murray loves to talk about hood ornaments. Yes, that's that. That was an eighties thing. Oh, yes. it was eighties. Yeah. He was ahead of the times. I was in junior high when that was the guy to your Cadillac. Uh, Ornament. I had a fucking Cadillac DeVille. If anyone stole my ornament, I would have shrugged. You had the big fucking like I did. logo? Cool. Yeah. 
So, all right, we see a pair of hoodlums, or at least we think they are, Tiny and Playa. And they're watching our man, Sweet Daddy Fox. That's right. And he's aware of them because he knows he's got all the angles. He's a master of the monkey hustle. That's right. And But he acts like he does, and he goes into his little office. Kicks his feet up on his desk, starts so reading his paper and everything. He's got the silly putty out. He's fucking, you know, pulling it off the paper. And, like, how that did was, he do it? That was so fun. It was that was funny. our entertainment as a kid. That's Silly putty on a fucking comic strip. I remember lots of Sunday mornings doing that. It was still yeah, big. Life, life was so much simpler back then. In the early 90s, still fun. But these kids jump out from behind some boxes. Boo! We're going to work for you. See, it rhymes. Right. And he's right. like, if you're going to work for me, you got to learn some lessons first. And there's a debt you got to pay <laughs> for the monkey hustle. Kodo's line reading here, this is why I was like, I'm strapping in for this fucking movie. I'm ready for this. Because Yodo starts fucking just reeling Yodo. off <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, no. I just did. That I just, is actually Baby Yoda's name is Yodo. <laughs> I just fucking took his first name and last name <laughs> and sandwiched him. Uh, Sweet Daddy Fox here. He's going to go ahead and start explaining things. He's riffing. He's rhyming. I wanted to play the audio. Should I get the audio here? Maybe because I couldn't. It was, they were talking I couldn't keep up. I'm sorry, people. We all know that me and Murray here are very white. Well, I'm, not, I'm white. I'm not very white. We're very white. Well, you're very white. You're Scandinavian for fuck's sakes. Yeah, that's true. So come on. Um. So I'll go ahead. I'll get some of this beautiful audio. We'll let. Yafet Koto, a.k.a. Sweet Daddy Fox. Explain the monkey hustle, because we sure don't know what it is. That's right. Now you listen to me and listen to me well. I only train the best or the near best. And those who have come under my tutelary powers are spread far and wide across the four points of the globe. Only to get off the pages of Daddy's Law and my book of rules. When they have settled their debt with me. Now, you deal by the numbers according to Fox and follow the righteous commandments as laid out by Fox on a set of three. Now, what's the debt? How much? That's set when you finish the Fox course of Monkey Hustle Incorporated. Solid. When I send you brothers out into the world of flim-flam, scoop and scam, you'll be as twice as sharp and bad as bad. I'll show you how to handcuff lightning, chain thunder, Walk through a graveyard and set the dead at a wonder. <laughs> so set one. Getting down mean to get over. And there you have it. That's the monkey hustle, people. And if you don't get it from that, you'll never get it. You'll never get it. Because we don't we don't know what it and is. And now we roll the credits and we just see Yafikoto, Rudy Ray Moore. We're excited. Definitely excited. I'm setting my plate up. I'm getting my calzones ready. I'm thinking this is going to be fucking 90 minutes of pure adrenaline. Just two titans going. It's like the Pacino De Niro of the black world. It's going back and forth. I, it's, it's fucking Neil Peart and the Bruce Springsteen drummer just going fucking back Max to back. Max Weinberg? Max Weinberg. That's uh, right. Conan's drummer. That's right. I forgot about that. Uh. And yeah, yeah, that's it, exactly. <laughs> so we're, we, he's just walking the streets. As looking, we come out of the credits, yeah, he's walking. Yeah, looking dapper in his suit. Right, he's got like a newsy cap. He, he does yeah. wear a suit. We learn from Rudy Ray later on in the movie that he's dressing like an insurance man. Yeah, if only, oh my God, if, 
if Dolomite Designs had done the wardrobe for this movie, it would have fucking elevated this movie so much. Because Rudy, his outfits are fucking on point. In this I know. Movie. A hundred percent. I don't think it would have worked for Yafet's character in this to wear Dolomite <laughs> designs. Yeah, but <laughs> I get where your heart is. Now, if you told me during a certain dance scene, maybe Goldie works his way into uh, like Baby D's heart or something, and they show up to oh the dance. Oh my god, that would have been so I good know. if Baby D was like a mini fucking Goldie. Missed opportunities, yeah. but. Still yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, because he is in a way a a, a mini sweet daddy fox. He is because he always got the cigar. Like dads with cigars. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he spots this character, which we didn't know. We had to look at the credits. Mister Molets. He's uh he's probably like was like a stand up comic or something. I'm guessing a comedic actor because he's kind of weird looking. Yeah. And these but. The hustle never stops in Chicago, people, because they're hustling shit. I'm like, why are you hustling this shit? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> milk truck pulls up, and he goes, oh, yeah. And like so the guy goes in and dump, then drop off the milk at the store. He steals one quart of fucking milk. And he's like, he just thinks he just like fucking Rob Fort Knox. He's got this grin on his face. This, this is like when I go, now that we're like, hey, we don't want to employ people anymore. We want to do all the self-checkouts. I'm like, great. So the money you were going to pay them, I'm stealing from you. So, Murray, you see these five lemons I have here behind me. I paid 69 cents for all five of them. Wow. Because what you do when it doesn't weigh You just did the monkey hustle. I fucking hustle constantly (laughs) with these self-checkouts. Pay fucking workers or I'm going to steal from you. Legitimately. Griff just admitted to a crime. Uh, A hustle. Okay, we call it hustle. It's okay. <laughs> exactly. You do it with a smile on your face. It's it's fun because <laughs> I, that's I the thing. Fox is watching. He's got a smile. He's like he's enjoying it. So yeah, he steals one half. Or, 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 what was it? A quarter? A half? It was like a quart of milk. Quart of milk. He hides it under a mailbox. <laughs> then he pulls a string quarter straight out of Looney Tunes out of his pocket. Bugs is holding on to it, for fuck's sakes. He pops it into the newspaper machine, pulls out four papers, because, you know, that old, uh, you know, joke. And then he pulls his quarter out. And he's I- so happy with himself. He's got four newspapers, and he... He goes. He thinks he's got a quart of milk, but no, sweet daddy Fox had swiped it from him. He's across the street drinking it, laughing, laughing, and he and he has no idea. He's like for some reason. Apparently, sweet daddy Fox has his predator fucking like like, (laughs) camouflage on. He's right. He's literally across the street and drinking that milk, and he's like, "Oh shit, I got, I got monkey hustled." It's a perfect innocent crime, though. Hustle, from what I've learned in this movie, is a perfect innocent crime. (laughs) Nobody gets hurt. I I feel like every single crime, if we really did the numbers on it, they're only stealing from other hustlers. Oh, okay. It's almost like a poker game where people have a thousand dollar person. And yeah, because you only... steal from a hustler, is it a crime? Exactly. Yeah. Like outside of taking the milk from the milkman, which again, using my lemon <laughs> metaphor, which is very real, so it's not a metaphor. Uh, anecdote, let's say. I I feel like yeah, it's pretty much a victimless crime. <laughs> yeah, nobody got hurt. No one got I hurt. I mean, the milkman probably lost his job losing a quart of milk. Uh, but no, okay. he didn't. You you know what? You're probably right. I, I'm worried about that little man. I'm worried about him. So he, he walks off drinking that milk, 
and he picks up his protege, Baby D. Baby D. Little Murray. juvenile delinquent, little 14-year-old little boy. Great fashion sense. He's got he's wearing a bare midriff shirt, which was acceptable in the 70s. I never rocked it. I never had the, the abs for it. Never had the abs? But he's wearing okay, he's wearing a pair of jeans. I mean, I understand if you're poor. And in the 70s, fashion was way out of control. So you gotta like jazz your shit up. Yeah. So he just like shreds the the like from like the knee down. So they're like they're like tassels. His yeah. pants are tassels. Yeah. That was interesting. He's got a you know, when you're hustling people, you think the 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 thing is gonna be to blend in. Baby D stands the fuck out. Right. Well, because he wants to be Goldie. He's 15, cigar hanging out of his mouth, mid-drift, <laughs> fucking tassel pants on. Yeah. You're right. He He's trying because Goldie, we'll see later, wears these types of outfits. <laughs> right. He's got fucking tassels constantly. He's got right. fucking <laughs> hood ornaments around his neck. He's got all kinds of chandelier right. around his neck. Right. And so they meet up and they get in uh, Daddy's Fox's truck and they're like, Time to go to work. Beautiful, like Samson and Son, just iconic. Sanford and Son. Excuse me. Yeah. Sanford and Son. Yeah. I never watched this show. I just... You big dummy. Osmosis. Uh, so it's an iconic old fucking truck. And, you know, it happens to break down when they need it most and all that. <laughs> it's it tropes all day. Right. So they get to the train station. Right. They illegally park. He pulls out. Fox pulls out several different little signs to put in the on the dash to get away with that. Right. And they, uh, you know, pick a card, any card. They settle on building inspector. Right. And he's got a, he's got a, a suitcase with him that has bricks and a shoe in it. And they walk in, and they're looking for a, a pigeon. That's right. And they spot a fellow hustler, a dipper. As they call them, he's like, yeah, "There's a dipper over there." You see, a person stealing from an innocent person, they sell them out. Right. Well, first they try to break into some of the lockers that they have at the train. That's station. what they were doing. Yeah, I was confused. And I don't know why they were doing that either, because we'll see what their scam is. He's like perfect dipper, perfect distraction, because this guy Dipper apparently is a mugger. So he's just got person snatcher. So I thought this was going to be your one of the good ones because the only white face I saw was this old white lady with a purse. No. Okay, I'm, no, we, I'm interested. We got him. We got I'm him interested. later. I'll tell you. So he grabs the purse. There's a there's a cop there. He runs at. Is it is it the Black Knight? Is he the only cop in this area? Uh, apparently, and I didn't realize this until the end of the movie. But we have a reoccurring cop. He is a excuse me black cop. Uh, but no, he is of course not one of the good ones. I know when you do. No, I'm a, just referring. Is he? The same cop. Is is that the Black Knight? I think it was. Okay. Cause he's, that's what he calls himself, the Black Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just the cop that's in every scene. So okay. I think it was the Black Knight. He runs after the, the, the Dipper, and they're like, all right, let's put this monkey hustle into motion. Because they see a guy who has a suitcase very similar to what they have. So they do the old thing where you just drop yours, and you pick up the other guy's suitcase, and that's you a, walk off. Everybody's distracted because the Dipper grabs the purse, runs off the cop, you know, the ruckus, everything. Perfect distraction. All right. And now we're just going to another. So the continuity of this movie is working out okay because we're in the train station. I'm ready ready to be a movie full of hustles. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's like Trick Baby. And we're learning about uh, another clearly calling out the uh, music business because we're about to see a very uh, 
aggressive hustle here. Um, not aggressive. Anyways, so when one of our main characters is showing up yeah. from out of town, he was just on tour with his little band. Yeah, he's a drummer. That's right. Wynn is a drummer. And comes back, and there's his manager. Just called manager. He had a name. Yep. Played by Stephen Williams, who was uh, – he was the boss in Twenty One Jump Street, and oh. uh, he was he was Mister X in X Files. Oh, nice! Yeah, we've seen him before. Okay, yeah, definitely in uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, that was a fun episode we yeah, did. Too bad nobody wants to it, but hey. no one wants to learn about your punk rock lifestyle. Nobody does. Well, it's scary. It's a scary fucking. It is. It's very scary. Quincy really scared everybody off. Yeah. What just happened? I don't know. Something fell. Something did fall. Table may fall apart on us today. Yeah, it is from the table. Yeah, I don't. You must fuck with that screw. It's always loose. You fuck with that screw, don't you? This one's loose too. How did you do it? It's a monkey hustle. <laughs> How is this? So thing? yeah, so Win is coming off tour. He's like fucking Bon Jovi, getting off the Learjet. He's just exhausted. <laughs> Got ten dollars in his pocket. Right. He's met by the boys, fucking uh, Tiny and Playa, his R- friends. Well, he has an interaction with his manager. Well, the manager is like, he's like, oh yeah, he's like, where the fuck's my money? I've been on tour for three weeks. Man, we made fifty dollars. You told us we were going to make at least two hundred. All the hustles were really nickel and dime shit. They were like, they were all like. They're literally giving each other dollar bills. Yeah. Because, like, they make 50 bucks and get split five ways. Right. Like, that ain't shit. That ain't shit. And you go to jail for that shit. But there was the 70s. I mean, that's like, you know, 50 bucks today. <laughs> well, yeah, just for inflation, a dollar is about 50 bucks. So yeah. you do two of those a day. You're making 100 bucks a day, 500 yeah. bucks a week. That's yeah. not tax. That's not bad. Yeah. Could be uh, worse. Okay. But, yeah, the, the, the manager's giving him the runaround. He's got the money. He just doesn't want to pay when. Mm-hmm. And Wynn is like, fuck you. I'm done with your shit. Yeah. Man. In fact, he wants Wynn to pay him for the tour. So Wynn actually pulls money out of his pocket and slaps the manager's hand. And then, you know, that's when Player and D walk up because his bandmates run off. And so they all joke on manager for a little bit. Manager scampers off, realizing he's yeah. made his money. He's probably yeah. going to go. don't see him till the end of the movie. Yeah. And uh, they're walking out. And. I think they were going to, because Player and Tiny were there to pick him up, but they don't have a car. Right. They were supposed to bring Wynn's girlfriend. Vi. No. Vi. That's Vi, yes. Yeah. And yeah, there's some, there's some heat with between Wynn and Vi, which we'll get into later, but <laughs> like, I think like Tiny like hitchhikes and this fucking gay stereotype, like in a Cadillac or something, stops. And it's like, oh, like he's this gay creeper that wants to pick t- young tiny up. Yeah, and like, and like, players like, what the fuck are you doing, man? And he grabs him, and you know, it was a little. Like, it's the seventies. We can make fun of gay people back then. It was, you know, it was very homophobic era. We, yeah. And then uh, they're just walking along, and then uh, fucking Fox, uh, rolls, Fox up. rolls up in the Sanford Sun truck, and with, with Baby D, Baby D, who happens to be Wynn's little brother, which we don't you know because first we see they got there's some heat between them. We right. don't know why, like why why they hate each other, and it's they don't hate each other. It's just that Wynn is like an upstanding citizen, and he doesn't want his brother getting involved with this hustler, fucking Fox. Exactly. He is, Baby D is going low, hustler lifestyle. Wynn is trying to do something artistic and get, you know, buy, punch his ticket out of fucking, you know, the, you know, the hustle. Right. So he's kind of pissed at Fox. He's like, fucking leave my brother alone. And like, Baby D's like, fuck you, man. I'm making money. Throws $3 in his face. That's right. That's right. Somebody's got to buy mom the fucking Cheerio she eats every morning. So there's a... (laughs) 
<laughs> they're acting like a high school education is a college education. Like here's like back in the seventies, it was though. Like, you graduate from high school, you think you some shit, you bougie motherfucker. With your high school diploma. I don't need that shit. I'm a hustler. <laughs> I'm making money. Th- flashes that three dollars, three dollars again. And Fox has got the wheel, so he's just like, I bet you kids want to make a couple extra bucks today. So he drives them out to the middle of nowhere. This was a weird scene. I didn't know. I didn't understand this. Uh, yeah. So they go out. So like he's got a stash. He's like, I got to pick up this stash. Right. He's, he's got stashes all over Chicago. And again, th- this is beautiful because these are not fucking sets. They're just. Weird locations they're taking us to. Yeah, this is probably literal the South Side of Chicago. Right. It's so cool. So we're just on this by this weird like old house and everything. They're like, well, before they do it, because when like goes, all right, I'll go along with it. He's like, what's up with Vi? And he's like, oh, she's done with you, brother. She's hanging out with Leon. Like Leon, the guy that graduated a year before me. Yeah, they were doing this while they were uh, transferring the goods into. So they're already at the dilapidated house. They've already agreed they want to make the money, and then they're talking about this whole V situation. Yeah, and he's, like, he's like, fuck Leon. And then Tiny and Player kind of like, maybe we should be running numbers with Goldie. Why are we fucking with this Fox dude? Like, you know, then when we hear this name Goldie, we're like, hmm, what the fuck's up with that? That's interesting. Right, because, I mean, again, like you talked about, they're making like three bucks. Baby right. is Fox's right-hand man <laughs> making maybe 4 or $5 a day. Right, He's literally flashing... Pocket change. <laughs> he like grabs like a handful of like nickels and like with each hand drops them into his hand. He's like two flies fly out of his wallet, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah that's two. So yeah, and like I, I love that because I I think I've told the story before, but I had a friend who was working for a guy running numbers. Yeah, so this is a real thing. Yeah, and so okay, so Fox has this like like shanty with these boxes. All right, this is what I gathered from it. I was. I was <laughs> He had put his F, an F on it for Fox. Somebody had changed it to a B, and somehow oh. is that possession is nine tenths of the law. Like if you yes. just put because he's like that motherfucking trash man B, whatever the fuck his name is. He's fucking trying to flim flam me. Yeah, and they're just like load this shit up. Like I didn't I didn't understand I this didn't at understand all. Understand this at all? I was like. Who else would know that there there are goods <laughs> under this fucking stoop? Well, I thought slept. they were working with the trash guy, but then it seemed like he was gonna he was gonna hustle them <laughs> by putting his initials on Again, these boxes. The reason why the hustle is a fine business is because it's just hustlers hustling each other. They're all at the same poker table betting against each other. So that's why so I'm they're, just, he's just like and they're like and it's like boxes like TVs or something. He's like load them up on my truck, boys. And while he's saying that, the garbage man shows up. Well, you're gonna go yeah. again. You're going a little too far right. because you brought up the whole thing about Goldie. Everybody's talking about Goldie. We should right. run numbers for Goldie, make real money. And Fox overhears that. He's he's over sitting down. There just happens to be a fucking old like back seat of a uh, of a Cadillac just hanging out there with leather, you know, stitch seating and all that shit. He's hanging out reading the paper. Overhears all the stuff about Goldie. Motherfuckers, you know why you don't work for Goldie? He is crooked as the Eiffel Tower. Wow. And Baby's like, yeah, man, he runs a fast track with some dirty ponies. Fast track? I again, I'm not, I'm not black enough for this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, Murray. What's that it, metaphor? It I don't to, get metaphors. He's up to no good. Okay. He's the bad kind of hustler. Okay. Because Goldie Price killed people. Okay. And so, yeah, but I think it's really Fox is like, I'm investing money in these kids. I don't want to lose them, you know? Right. Time is money. 
What is American? I will tell you what American is. And Fox just rifles off a political speech of what is America, what isn't America. Capitalism. Capitalism, how he is helping his neighborhood. And everybody is in circles. They don't know what the fuck they just heard, but they're just like, yeah, I think you're right about Everybody that. but Wynn. Wynn is like, what's so uh, up and up about your business? Well, no, that was... It, that was what prompted yeah. Fox to explain his business. Yeah. And even even Wynn is well, Wynn is kind of suspicious of it, but he's a little distracted right now. And uh so Garbage yeah. Truck shows up as they're loading in and he's like, Hey, that's my shit. See the B on it? And they're like, B fuck yourself. And they take off and laugh as they go off. That's another why, hustle. That's why Wynn doesn't get much of a chance to think about it too much. Because yeah, they gotta. Get but they do the go. They he does chase them in his garbage truck, and they go through the neighborhood, and we see. Is this gonna be the? This is. I see some white faces. Murray. These are the good ones. Why are they the good ones? Because they're surveying. Because uh, uh, here we're gonna tell you the plot of this movie. Finally, they're gonna put. A freeway through this neighborhood. That's why they're surveying the area. Right. Why are they good? They're gonna lose people are gonna lose their fucking houses. Hey man, they're everyday working people. I mean, they're so not one of the good ones. Fucking kids are stealing from them. Right. And you know what they didn't know. do? Shoot at them. Call the cops. Call them names. They just went about their business. They just did their job. I saw a smile on their face when they were gonna hit. Okay, I with mean, I guess, like I said, hydrant. there's not there's it's slim pickings for white folk in this movie. Mister White Folk ain't even in this movie. Literally, that's where we're at in seventy South Side Chicago. If you're a white person in a black neighborhood and you don't pull a gun on a kid, you're a good one. And especially when they're shooting a fucking fire hose at you. And stealing where do these the kids get fire hoses from? I mean, I see, I you, you see where they like open up the fire hydrants. That, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, that yeah. shit all the time. Pop, these kids are inventive. They're like, I got a fire hose. Yeah, and they're hammering these guys, pinning them against a wall. Probably internal injuries because of the pressure. And yet they didn't pull the guns. They did not. I think they had guns. And the kids, you said they steal two tires, so the fucking truck falls over. Yes, one. Two of the good ones, because they do not try to kill them. And those antics also stymie the garbage man, because a fox goes through first, and then the kids start doing their little yeah. shit with the hose. Foxy knows a trick, how to drive on the sidewalk. So, right, and almost kill people. With three kids in his back seat, right. he is fucking He's taking... running through kids on the sidewalk. Even that, yeah. Ten-year-old, he's like, hey, got to hustle. I feel like this movie actually, now that I think about it, really works into the way we tell a story because we're so disjointed. It's actually working. Yes. All right. So they got away with it again. Another another fine hustle. Oh, never mind. We're getting to all the cut twos. <laughs> this is where everything goes So crazy. when he's got to see Vi, he's like, what's up? I've been on the road. I'm waiting for some fucking pussy when I get home. And she's in Leon. Yeah. She's working for a sweet mama who yeah. runs a restaurant out of her house. Out of her house. I'm guessing. She's got the tall picket fence out front and everything. And draped on the fence is signed hot dogs, pancakes, waffles. A lot of flapjacks in this. Flapjacks. Because we got a guy who's a kind of, he's a master of the flapjack. He's working on the tiniest stove range cooking for like 18 people. 
That's what you gotta do. You, she's hustling herself. She's hustling herself. This movie's all about the. She hustle. lives in this house, everybody. Yes. And she works out of it. I think she actually lets like rooms out because Vi's living there. Or is it, is, it, is that her mom? I don't know. I I couldn't tell. She's everybody's mom in the neighborhood. She's sweet mama. Yeah, I, I think I think Vi lives there for free. But uh, well, well, she works. Well, she works for. I her. was just gonna say. Well, she does work for her, yeah. which I think some conservatives would like to go back to that. So. Wynn's like, what's up with this Leon? She's like, motherfucker, I didn't hear from you. I gave, I gave you self-stamped dress envelopes to send me some letters. You remember, people, say before cell phones. You had to send letters. You had to write letters to people. He sent her one. See you soon. Exclamation point. Didn't even you instead of the dot, you do the heart? Didn't even do that. I thought he just drew a dick on it. <laughs> and it said, see you soon. I think that was the one that got lost in the mail. So she's rightfully kind of pissed off. She's like, I moved on. Leon yeah. treats me well. Flashes his money. And then we go in and we see Leon is inside having some flapjacks. Oh, yeah. And he's telling this. We we learned on the car ride to, like, the pickup that uh, Fox took the kids to. Handing out your class ring, Murray. Maybe you handed out your class <laughs> ring to some people. Yeah, you know me. Varsity <laughs> jacket and class ring. I was all about high school. All about it. Best years of my life. Best years. That's such a fucking thing, though. That was so funny. I remember finishing high school in 2005, and they are like, do you want to get a letter jacket? I was able to get a letter jacket in freshman year because I'm an ace tennis star. Um, and so they're like, do you, you want to get a, 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 a letter jacket? My brother got one. And I was like, fuck no, oh, do your, I want to get brother, one? Your brother, yeah, it makes perfect sense, your brother. Was and then on my senior year, they were like, do you, you don't want to. You don't even want a class ring. And I was like, fuck no, I don't. <laughs> when have I ever worn a ring? Why would I want a fucking class? Like, he flashes like a ring on every <laughs> finger. Well, Murray, come on. Keep it down. One is like, it's just his griff. It goes across all four fucking hands. Okay. Things. Oh, I have yeah. to wear that for confidence for the show because I we got to be high at it. It's like Costanza say, you know, you got to bring it. Yeah. I want to be off sometimes. Okay. So, yeah, he's just like, oh, this is your little boyfriend you had before. He can't win a dollar. Like, you know, go buy yourself something. Exactly. And I love that in a minute we're about to see Win hand the dollar back to V. Like, yeah, I made this dollar on tour. You should have it to pay for my coffee. Well, he can't help. He got ripped off by manager. So but it's not his fault. The reason we we brought up the class ring is that Leon tells her, you could take that flimsy little class ring off because... Win gave her his class ring. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're my girl. I own you now. Class ring. I mean, come on. So, yeah. So then Win just storms off. He's He's got humiliated in front of his girl. Mama is constantly. Mama said. Mama said. Win is not so bad of a guy. Yeah. She's like, you need to stay with those creative types. Not these hustlers. These street hustlers. That's right. I mean, my friend married a drummer. They tour the world. I mean, she goes with him, but they tour the world together. Sounds awful. That's, I mean, to be packed into a van, 70s touring. And you, like you said, when you used to go shows in the uh, late 80s, early 90s and everything, yeah. some bands want to go on until 1 a.m. Yeah, it was awful. You didn't know when things were going to happen. But that was rock and roll. You had to do that. That's rock and roll. Rock and roll is about being late. Rock and roll. You don't follow the schedule. You're a rocker. I ain't got no schedule. All right, now here's a new character, Joe. We're getting back to the supposed plot of this movie. 
Joe is, get this, a community organizer. Yes. That's Where's right. that going to get you? Presidency? I don't think so. Right. So he is trying to, um, you know, use whatever means he can. He's talking with Alderman Black about you need to stop this fucking gentrification. You're going to ruin our neighborhood. Because apparently there was a push in the 76 to have the Olympics in Chicago. 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 And they thought getting this fucking freeway was going to bring the and you know what apparently it did it it didn't work because they don't get the freeway spoiler alert and the Olympics never came to Chicago. Uh Murray, I overheard this conversation in another movie that we did this month. Ice uh the Trick Baby movie. Yeah. That was one of the dinner conversations they were having. Oh, oh we're just going to pave over the south side of Chicago and put a freeway there and then maybe they'll the get Olympics the Olympics bring so much money. Every fucking city goes bankrupt when they And they're the they, I heard one of them say, "Yes, my my wife Marjorie has a friend that has a fleet of pussy that will be ready for the athletes." Amateur athletes have money for pussy? Huh? Marjorie Amateur athletes. Oh, How are they going to pay for pussy? The Olympics is all about fucking. Have you never listened to what but, happens with prostitution but, during the Olympics? No. It's off the charts. I thought the athletes were just fucking for free. I didn't think. Some of the athletes fuck each other. It's like modern wrestling where the you know the people working just fuck each yeah, other. Intergender. Yeah. But yeah, no, they used to. Uh, there's a big prostitution problem around the Olympics. Was well, it a problem? For me? No. But yes. So Joe, his things, I'm going to put up posters. And he hires the kids to do that. So he's like, where the fuck are those goddamn kids? Fucking Tiny and um, Playa. Finds him painting a mural. And they're just like, hey, man, we don't need to put up posters. Goldie's going to, you know, Goldie's going to take care of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like. This is, this is where we start getting. All over the place because again we're at, we're slapping skits together. Right. So this is part of this skit. Tiny and Player are helping. They're painting a mural. Um, but then we hear, well, we hear Wynn is going to play at the big block party. This is going to fucking stop this fucking uh, gentrification. A block party, right? And we heard hear the music. Na- community, music fixes everything. Dave Chappelle's block party solved all the problems. Right. They, did you see? Has, has there been a, a, a freeway put in where that party took place? Exactly. No. 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 It hasn't been. No. Uh, we learned about our like the one congressperson, Alderman Black. That which I don't know how much any power an alderman would have to stop a fucking freeway from going through. I don't think he, he would have nothing. Right. Alderman. And of course, we're we're hearing rumors amongst the children and amongst Player and Tiny that they would Goldie wouldn't allow a highway to be placed over yeah, his he, territory. He's the true controller of the South Side Chicago. Is Goldie? Right. It ain't the alderman. And guess what, everybody? We haven't seen Rudy Ray Moore, aka Goldie, yeah. until we're like a half hour into the movie. Yeah, and we're like, where the fuck is Rudy? And here he is, Murray. And where is he going? Mama's restaurant joints. Mama's uh, diner. Driving a green Cadillac, wearing gold. Why, Griff? Green for the money, gold for the honeys. Damn. 
And it's looking Dolomite designs through the roof. He's looking beautiful. He's got a jump. Is he wearing the jumpsuit? Yeah. Well, he's always wearing jumpsuits. He's always. You know what? Sculpted chest hair. Let's just go it's ahead. It's in a black power fist. I've got to talk about this right now because you know what? One of Kayla's favorite artists is that Harry Styles man. What? And I've seen Harry Styles now a million times. He did not pay homage to Beyonce. He's canceled. Yeah. He oh, had the audacity it? to win a Grammy that should have went to Beyonce. Fuck him. First of all, for that, yes, there's rumors that he's bald. That's a fun thing that that's out there. People have that would be funny. People but. have done the laser disc technology, but like, where did his hair come from? Like, it's funny. It that, was actually that would, it'd be awful to be a young sex symbol going bald. He How can't pull it he? off. He's got to be at least thirty by now. I don't know. Isn't he like a boy band guy? Yeah, he is. Yeah. From back when. But yeah, I feel like he, I, I could see him being bald and trying to hide it because, of course. But he yeah. was somebody who everyone's like, he's bringing the fucking uh, overalls back. He's doing it wrong, first of all. Yeah. He's paying homage to a certain man without, like, Beyonce. Talk about guys too white. Talk about fucking not paying homage because he's doing the Rudy Ray more. He's ruin, ruining Rudy's look. Harry, whoever you are, stop it. Harry, stop it, Styles, more like it. Yeah, well, well, it makes sense because as I learned, I didn't know this until I watched the, the uh, Eddie Murphy, Rudy Ray Murphy. He wore a wig. So he's wearing a wig. <laughs> that Afro wig. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So it makes sense. And yeah, like I said, his chest always fucking out for every Peck gelled, mm. Afro sheen peck gel. I, I find it like I said, sculpted chest hair in the black power fist. You I think notice it's that? really yeah, it was gold pants. Well, he's wearing he's wearing he's wearing jumpsuit now, but the gold pants are up to his nipples later on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to stifle you there. More like Harry Stifles. Um, but it's just like I find it so funny. Like pimps and everything, their look was so flamboyant. Yet the '70s was like a far more homophobic time. Yeah, it's just funny. well that yeah, I, that's the thing. I, I we pointed out we were talking about this beforehand. These tough badasses, and it was also in the early days of hip hop too. Very gay fashion, very look, gay, as you would what you would consider you'd, you'd call gay fashion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like the like guys like literally like gay hustlers would wear these outfits. Like guys had shirts where they would tie the knot. Like like they look like the Dallas cowgirl. Cowgirls. Yeah, we have one character in this movie, and he's like a thug. That. Yeah, and his shirt is like yes, tied that's up. right. He's Leon's right hand <laughs> man. Yeah, Cobra. He's called Cobra for fuck's sake. He's got sake. the fucking like. Tough-ass, you know, uh, uh, handlebar mustache. Well, yeah. I actually, now that I think about it. I was watching. No, he he was Mo. He had the vest. He wore oh, the vest. Oh, God. But yeah. He looked like a, like a badass Willie Dynamite. Yeah. Gordon from Sesame Street. Fucking, was he? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. I, I just, I, I love it. and I, I Willie Dynamite was, not this guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's all over the place, and there's too many thoughts happening. So, and you were like, now the movie has begun because Goldie is in it. with his jumpsuit. I think he had the pimp hat on too with this, like the like the Australian hat where one brim like is folded up on the side. It was oh great. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. It's hard to remember because there's so many exotic looks for Rudy Ray, right. and, and he loves him a choker. <laughs> He's got this fucking We're gold. not even done. We're yeah. not even done with Rudy no. Ray. He's got a gold, thick-ass choker neck with, like, with tassels hanging down or just gold Muck bars? Up. It looked like he put his head through a fucking uh, <laughs> a dream catcher. Yeah. Like, it's incredible, the yeah. things hanging off of him here. Yeah, it's like talismans, amulets. Like. No evil spirit is getting into that mind of his. Of course, yeah. He's he, got everything covered. It, he's uh, the master of the monkey house. Like. God damn it. He's a signifying monkey. Murray. 
pledge this to me now. We will do another Rudy Ray. Of course we will. Within the next three months. Yes, we will do that. Okay. I like summer. I want first day of summer to be Rudy Ray Moore. I want that. We'll make that happen. I want that. So he's going to eat at Mama's, but as he's walking in, there is one of his guys. Mr. Molette. Mr. Molette. And he's got all these papers under his arm. Mr. Molette, what have I told you with this chump shit? If you're going to steal, steal big. And he just, away with you. He's not worried. I agree with him. You're going to steal milk and fucking papers? Fuck that shit. Right. What are you going to do? Fucking steal from the Girl Scouts? Get some cookies, too, while you're at it? So Goldie, being the player, I'm assuming he's had his fingers in many different crimes, but pimping, I think, is where he started, where his art belongs. So he starts working Mama a little. And he's like, hey, Foxy Mama. Yeah. I'd like to get you in my kitchen. I mean, he starts- Cook me some grits. Yeah. He wants something hot and greasy. He's like, get me something hot and greasy. She's like, I can do that for you. Right. But I'm not going to come work for you. And we see our chef in the background with his little earmuffs on. He got the headphones on, and he's grooving while he's just cooking copious amounts of food that no one ever seems to be eating. He made the highest pile of flapjacks ever seen. Ever seen. But if you look, there's multiple scenes of people at tables. There's never any food on those tables. He's always just cooking it. Is this some? <laughs> he's an artist. He's like, no, you can't eat it. That's what the menu's about. You should watch that. Um, But... I, I, I just find it fascinating. Are we living in some kind of like black hole hell hell world where you go to mama's for food and yet the food is being cooked and it's never served? I think it's so beautiful you don't want to eat it. You just take it with you. Oh, so people dine there, but they don't actually dine there. They stick the hot they dog dine in their pocket. They with their eyes, which is the first thing you do when you eat. You eat with your eyes first. You eat with your eyes. But it's so beautiful. It's like I can't eat with my mouth. Mm. Except with the peaches, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you first yeah. acknowledge with the eyes. Oh, yeah. You mesmerize yourself, and then you <laughs> feast. Yes, you feast. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, oh, too bad it's a black exploitation episode, and no one will come <laughs> feast on this. Yes. Your loss is all I got to say. You're fucking lost. Yeah. Racist. That's right. Left so, behind in the waves. Fox rolls in, and we see that there's a, there's a friendly rivalry between these two. Right. There's an history. Between these two, yes, which we, which we never. I like that we never under we never get because we learned that uh, Goldie owes a debt to Fox. Yes, we never learn what that debt is. This is one of the things that both of us fucking love about movies when they you don't tell us everything when you leave some things right. to the imagination. The problem- there'd be a fucking fifteen minute flashback now of what he owed him, right? If it was made now, I mean, uh, I forget where I was going. That was a well, terrible. I'll tell you time where there. you're going. There's a rivalry, and he's just like, Foxy, I do not like being in debt to anyone. Let me get out from under you. And he's like, no, 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 no. I got, I'll, I got, I'm, when I need that debt, I will call you. And he's doing, Yafet is ex, uh, just fucking delivering this line with that Yafet smile on his face. And you cannot be mad at that smile. No, it's infectious. Go, go I was ahead. smiling, and I never smile. I never Never smiles, never. but Yafet Koto People don't know that I have that teeth because they never smile. I just want to watch all the Yafet Koto movies right now. I fucking love this man. So, except for, uh, what was that movie? Uh, Midnight Run. You hated that movie. Did I? Yeah, you said you hated that. 
When did I watch that? About a couple months ago. Shit, which one was that? Robert De Niro and Charles Grodin. Oh, shit, that movie. So- That's right, Yafakota was in it. Yes, he, was he was good in it, there. but he only has like eight minutes in it. The rest of that movie fucking sucked balls. When, I, I, I'm going to find where I, I brought that up. I disagree with you. I like Midnight Run, by the way. I haven't seen it in 30 years, so maybe it is bad. I don't know. No, when you go watch it again, you're going to agree with me. You're going to be like, well, All right, was- so what is Baby D up? He's trying to get some pussy. Some 16-year-old peaches. And see, he's he's seeing, uh, watching this girl sweet potato. Yes. That's his, his target. Yes. But he's 14. And this uh, you remember the day? 16-year-old girl ain't dating no 14-year-old little boy. Nah. Fucking two that's years. Not, when you're a teenager, two years is like 20 years. You swap it? Yes. The other way? No. Not going to happen. Yeah. Not going to happen, brother. Not going to happen. And she's putting up some posters. She's the one kid actually putting up one, trying to save the neighborhood. Right. She wants to make a little scratch for herself as well. He sees her bending over to pick the staple she's up. Peach. And, of course, when you see I mean, him, look. She's a kid. I wasn't interested, but ugh, I love that. I love the fucking short shorts with the knee socks. I love that look. But I understand she's a kid and did not do yeah. anything for him. Well, it's a, it's a look that seems yeah. to be coming back, so yeah. that's a well, good thing. Good. That's a good thing. Make I agree fun. with you there. Yeah. Yeah. And D and fucking baby D agrees with us. And he's appropriately agreeing with us. Yeah. Like we no, we're not going we're not going there as grown men. But yeah. if I'm fourteen, I'm totally wanting hey, to Hey, Everybody when she bends over, I fast forward through this yeah. scene. That's how adverse I am to sixteen. I actually did the fucking lasers did three sixty and did the front view. Because I'm like, I'm not even gonna look at her ass. Right. She's a child. I did the three sixty where it turned the camera away from the scene <laughs> and I only heard it. Well, all you heard was she ain't gonna have fuck baby D at all. Baby D's like, I'll get you, girl. I'm gonna get you. Right there, the, the the back and forth happening between there, but again, the swagger of a hustler. You know, it's like, how do you escape it? We see that even V is caught under the thumb of a hustler. Right. It just good segue, sweat. Griff, because the next scene we see that hustler Leon. Yeah, we all we because we're on Wynn's side. We knew there's something wrong with Leon, but Vi doesn't know that, and we learn that. He's a hustler in his own right. Yeah. Because he's a pimp and he's trying to turn out Vi. Yeah. He, he has no interest in her as a. As a oh, know. shit. He's trying to turn her out. Yes. That's what they're talking about because Cobra, we said, was the. Well, Murray, I it's probably living in Pontiac, but you're clearly more black than me because <laughs> yeah, I did not understand this conversation. Of course I am. What are we talking about? It's also 70 speak, so yeah. you got it. So, yeah, Cobra and Mo show up and they're talking about all the girls they're turning out. And he's like, I got the finest hoe, Vi. Oh, okay. and we're like, oh shit, this is getting. I fucking. thought he was speaking Greek. And then Black Knight rolls up, the cop, the crooked cop, who takes he gets all the payoffs. He's actually working for Goldie, like picking up the fucking number running money. And That's shit. right. And Leon comes over with the big old purse and hands him, just pops it right down there in all the right. car, looks around, no one's looking. Great, here you go. And now we go to a very somber scene when he's like, he has no money, he has no girl, he's just at the fucking river playing a harmonica. And if you. Understand Golden Globus episodes, black exploitation episodes, you know the riff he's playing. Mama's poor. Not a penny in his pocket. I thought he was gonna he was playing the Sanford and Son theme. Written by Quincy Jones. Oh really? Yeah. Uh question on uh Clue on Jeopardy this uh Friday. There you go. Quincy Jones. You know what else? The one about Rashida Jones Yeah, it was about yeah, it was Rashida Jones. And uh, you know who her mom is? 
No, I Peggy forget. Lipton from Twin Peaks. That's right. I didn't know that she one. She looks like a darker version of her mom, almost exactly like her mom. Which one was Peggy Lipton? She was the one that ran the restaurant. Yeah. Oh. Quincy. Mod Squad. Quincy knows what he's doing. Vi sees that, and she's t- she's torn because she this is the love of her life, really. It's win, but what? she loves that money too, and right. Leon is flashing it. Of course, she's got to think about her future, Grips. You can't musicians don't make money, right? I mean, you know, I get it, I get it. It's like you want to get the fuck out of that hustle, but at the same time, it's it's hard to go against. To accept the money, you gotta be. You get. It's like a politician, you know. Or you get to show the shit. You gotta be fucking Tucker Carlson saying everything's false when you know that's how everything's true. It's hard. It's the monkey hustle. It's the hustle. It's the hustle. Cut to another disjointed scene. Sorry, everybody. It sounds like a normal episode, but this movie is seriously <laughs> yes. fucking insane. We're actually doing the most perfect review of this movie that's ever been done. It, 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 and never. No one's gonna be listening to it. No one. So it's Fox. He's just playing some cards with, uh, or no, he's, he's he's running. He's putting his numbers down at, at uh, you know, like give me this, give me this number, we 15, got, 23. We got Molette there. Yeah. We got some other guys there that I don't recall. Yeah, they don't matter. And that's when Black Knight walks in, right? Because he's got the fucking money from the number running, right? Drops and he it just, off, and like fucking uh, uh, Fox is kind of teasing him, like, "You working for Goldie? You're a fucking cop." Do you have any integrity? He's like, shit, I make more money working for Goldie than I do for fucking being a cop. That's right. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's about bringing that money back to our community. Right. Right. And then we go back to Mama's because why not? And players there. They're having a party at Mama's. It's like a nightclub. It's a fucking restaurant. You know what? It is. Uh, oh, shit. I can't remember what it's called from Happy Days. The restaurant. Arnold's. Arnold's. It's like Arnold's. But in the house. Yeah. Because the teens are just fucking filling this it's house. It's Black Arnold's. Yeah, it's Black Arnold's. Yeah. Whack Arnold's. Um, and they're in there. They're partying and everything. Player is finding girl after girl because player. He's a player. He's a player after call. all. So living up to that namesake. Finds a girl. She's got this beautiful, big, natural fro going is it on. natural? We'll learn. Murray, I was teasing everybody. Oh, you really <laughs> sold it to them. Yeah. Just in case our audience isn't black enough. <laughs> Trust me, it's not black. <laughs> so yeah, he's picking up a girl and he's walking. He's like ready to go to the bone zone. And he's walking out. His other old lady shows up because he's got a he's got a girl in every street corner. That's right. And she's like, "What the fuck is this shit?" It's like, "Baby, this is my cousin. She's in town. Don't worry." Of the things that are consistent in this movie, I love that his girlfriend is jealous as fuck about him. Yeah, I like. Well, that. you got a guy like Player. You got to keep him. Apparently. So, Catfight breaks out. He's bringing in $3 a day. Yeah, right. And just your inflation, that's about $200 a day. This Catfight goes on for hours. Well, yeah, we got to pad it. There's yeah. a lot of padding in this movie. And speaking of padding, Murray, you alluded to it. <laughs> right. They rip off the Afro wig. That's right. And I got to say, people, if you don't fuck with a black woman. They're, they're, they'll fuck you up. Even if you're a guy, don't fuck with a black woman. I don't know if I've told this story before. I you got probably, beat up by a black woman? Yes. Okay. No. Um, but the first day I uh, was in high school, my freshman year, I go to lunch for the very first time, and a fight breaks out between bl- two black women. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. I've seen uh, it many times. I was like, I will never they don't, they don't fuck, fuck around with a black they woman. They don't fuck around. Yeah, because I, the punches they were delivering they, on each the other. Fucking, they were some real... They were, 
AW, watch the fight scene in this because she's fucking going to the rib. She's working the body. Yes, 100%. I found myself doing that too. I was like, these punches look better than <laughs> AW's. That's disgraceful. Anyways. If he, if Black Knight has to break it up. He's yeah. like, lady, stop this Black shit. Knight and then he whips his ass. He gets pulled in like the fucking cartoon fight cloud, and he comes out of that going, oh, my God. And he is, he's got bruises on his face from the fight. Right. So, player, he ain't getting laid tonight, so what if he ain't going to fuck? He got to fight. And he's like, Tiny, we know what Leon's up to. We need to tell him to back the fuck off because wins our boy. So they sneak up on Leon. Leon's just hanging out. They uh, they alert him to everything. Uh, Leon turns around. He's got his back to his car, and he's like, "What the fuck, you guys want?" They're like, "Yeah, stay away from Win and V, because you know whatever." And he's like, "You you two are gonna fight me?" He pulls out a little knife, switchblade, a little switchblade. And so they're like, "Oh, you want to fucking fight?" Well, they like they like they do the move where you're like, "Oh, you're such a badass with your fucking knife," because they're scared. Obviously, the guy's got a knife, and he's like, "I don't need a fucking knife." Perfect hustle. That's right. Got him to disarm himself, and then they start going at it. But fucking Leon's handling himself. Leon is. I mean, Leon is probably twenty five. No, he's he graduated a year before. They actually. You're you're right. You're You're right. He had a growth spurt. He's probably twenty because Win's like nineteen. Had a growth spurt because he's a foot taller than them. He's still wearing his class ring. You're right. He was still wearing his class ring, and that's gonna hurt when he punches. Right. And so he's handling, uh, but hey, when you got you, when you got your backup, Tiny with you, Tiny, spit the, spit the black mist. Yeah. So he spits some black mist into the eyes of Leon, blinding him. That's right. And they just fucked the shit up on Leon. Beat That's his right. ass. So they get their punches in, they get their licks in and everything, and they're like, let's fucking scram. And we go back to Mama's. Close down. The teen party is over, thankfully. Black Knight probably shut it down. Pro- you know what? Probably. Yeah. This Continuity is actually kind of working when we do it. <laughs> well, yeah, we're perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so what well, What are we going to be doing here then? Well, Fox has got business. Right. He's got his best fucking sweater vest on. Got that little newsboy cap. Yeah. Boys to men, you didn't come up with that look. <laughs> Fox did. Fox to men. <laughs> and he starts Whispering sweet nothings in the ear of Mama. You know they fucked before. Oh, my God. She is losing it. She wants an insurance salesman, apparently. Right. She's not into Goldie and his jumper. She's into fucking Fox. Well, yeah. She, yeah she, she's on the straight and narrow. I mean, she'll run a hostel every once in a while. She has to. But like we said, if everyone's having a good time, is it really a crime? Exactly. And again, they're stealing. Like, like Goldie will same? stab a motherfucker if he has to. All right, but not fucking Fox. He right. talks his way out of things. He rarely has to stab right. somebody. It's, yeah, again, the hustle is a giant poker game. So he, I guess she's like, I don't know, you're a hustler. And then he's like, let me break down the monkey hustle for one more time. In case you're white and you didn't pick it up for it in the beginning of the movie. And he, he rips off. He's like, yeah, but he's like, I'm getting tired of it. The hustle is getting a little too hard for me. I'm thinking about retiring. Yeah. He's hustling her. He's never going to give up. You think so? He's like blue. He's never given up the hustle. Yeah, it's I kind of. It's in his blood. I kind of got that. I, I love this. He about wants this. to for her, but he knows deep down inside he can't. And I think she knows it too. She's yes. a smart entrepreneurial woman too. Right. And I think she gets it, and I think she loves that about his spirit. Let it fly, you know, kind of deal. Um. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say it's just in this movie again. It's the ambiguity is great. 
We love ambiguity. We love it when you don't fucking tell us exactly what we need to think about a character. Right. Here we are having this, you know, dispute over is he being honest? Does he hate the hustle? Cuz we've seen his warehouse. There's nothing in it. It's blank. He doesn't own it. Does he want to leave it though? No. It's in his blood. He's like blue. He doesn't want to sit at home and watch TV. He wants right. the fucking he get, hustle. He get bored. Yeah, exactly. And she knows, like you said, she knows that. So they just said fuck. He is, Murray, if you'll allow this, the Tom Brady of hustling. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. I've seen the photo he sent of his junk, him hand, just hand over junk, just Instagram that he shit. Sent it, oh, I thought he sent it to you. He you just, thought he that? Just, he just put it out there for all oh. the world to see? Oh, yeah. He he sent that to the world. He didn't just send it to Not me. Not just Giselle. It yeah. was to the world. It was. It was. He's like letting you know he's on the market. It was to me. He asked me if the market would what like. What did this. Aaron Rodgers have to say about it? Aaron Rodgers showed his butthole. Hmm. He's so got his a face. He he no his actual oh, butt. Okay, I get he, those confused. Here's the annoying part about him though. You know how sometimes he shows up to tra- training camp for like the picture. I'm sorry, Abra. With We're the handlebar mustache. Yeah. Yeah. He shaves that into his butt too. Handlebar butt stash. Yeah. Oh. And I hate that about him. I hate it, too. And so they fuck, but remember, this is PG, so we cut away. Mama's not watching. And if you're not into oldies fucking, we got some youngins ready to fuck. Because when... This is a this is a very bad, like, uh, day for night shot. Like, it was clearly, like, yeah. daytime. Like, they yeah. put a filter maybe on it. But you can totally see there. And he climbs up into the, the window of Vi. They put eclipse glasses over the lens. And he does the classic thing we all do when we're 16 and we want to get laid. Baby, I love you. I can't. I got to be with you. And that works. Because he goes in for the fucking two. He goes in for the peach. That's right. That's So we got some fucking going up upstairs and downstairs. Both floors rocking. Next morning, the boys, player, tiny, heading to the gym. And what do well, you we're do? Getting, we're preparing the kids for the Olympics. Apparently, Murray told me this. He said, yes, <laughs> this is why the gym scene exists, because they're preparing for the Olympics. Well, you didn't know that. that like, that's, that's how the Olympics work. Like, the whole city gets a team. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so... These girls are preparing for the Olympics. Right, and jumping on a trampoline is what they're doing. They've got the rings out there and everything, yeah, the hanging ring. But nobody's doing anything. They're just jumping on a trampoline. And so we're looking around, and we're seeing that there's, like, a bunch of fucking dudes hitting on all these, like, 15-plus-year-old uh, girls. No women in here. All girls. And player, of course. Well, there's one woman, Joe, Joe's girlfriend's there, but she she's not important. Oh, okay. Yeah. And players looking around, and he he spots his girlfriend, and he goes over, and he's trying to make amends for the previous night. Right. So he pops out a fucking roll of fivers. Wow. And she's like, oh, my God. Just for inflation, that's a lot of money. And she's like, I'm going to go go to the girls' room, and I'll be back. And then he opens up that wad. Bunch of fucking like clippings from like the yellow pages or some shit in there. That's like, right. Two five dollar bills. But quickly, another girl approaches because when you start rolling out that fliff and you know flipping it through your fingers, the that waft of cash will hit the air. Yeah. And here comes a Pepe Le Pew woman just slinking right. in they over mean, the air. Yeah, they love the scent of money. They love it, and she's just. Talking him up, and he is going along with that. Well, right, he's just—he's just always trying to add to his harem, you know. So he's just like, 
His girl is like literally just, she hasn't even gone to the bathroom yet. She's just on the other side of the room and he's yeah. moving in. She's 10 feet away talking to Wind in this scene. Right. And Wind and V, they're talking right now. Yeah. And the uh, player's girlfriend is 10 feet away. And he's just talking her ear up and everything. And uh, that's when she finally like uh, V. He should think about the pimping game. I mean, he's just, but this pimp band is strong. Right. Well, he's. I think he should think about insurance because I think that's what he's doing. He's in, always ensuring he has a bed. So to then go he to. should be working for Fox because he dresses like an insurance salesman. That's a good point. Uh, I like this. Well, look at this. Connecting look at the this. under. We can, the, 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 talk about his lemons that he bought. Lemonade. We're you know, making lemonade from these lemons. You know what happens when you listen to other podcasts? They tell you the go five. Go to sleep. That's what you, you do. You, you hear the five facts about this fucking movie. And that everyone's done. heard five million fucking times. That's right. They don't talk about players and shit. Or, what, like you've always said, or it's like, this movie sucked. It's stupid. Why why is it that we accept that and they get the pop? they get the most fucking views? There's some goobers on YouTube right now. Two fucking fat white dudes. Me and Murray are sculpted, of course. We keep ourselves fit. We, you know, right. Murray. Bodies are temple. Exactly. We, you know, we take care of ourselves. And right. then you have these two dudes who are out there just going, "Hey, this movie sucked." But they do it on video, and they get thirty times the views we get. Well, that's the thing. We don't want to intimidate people. That's why we don't do video. That's why your name's Tim. And yeah. Tim. You can't spell intimidate without T-I-M. Exactly. Right. So we already knew from day one, five years ago, we can't be on video. Right. We don't want, and we, we also, we hear a lot about body image, body dysmorphia. We don't want to have boys having that shit now, seeing our bodies. They'd be like, I can't compete. And then we got kids starving themselves and shit. And it's like, no. When, when, you, when I say to somebody, I have a podcast, they say, you don't have a face for podcasting. You come across that all the time. I know we're constantly sharing this conversation because the face on radio and all that. And they say you should do huge. No, no, we're radio, radio. People, when they hear my voice, they think gargoyle, gargoyle griff. And when they hear Murray's voice, they think sex god. Right. But I don't want to. They've I had that it. reality shattered so many times by you know yeah. you know all the slick voice radio men over the years. So yeah. we keep it here because look, people gotta lower your bar, and you gotta fuck what's near you. <laughs> what am I doing? No, you're absolutely right. Okay, people need to realize fuck what you can get. Instead of trying to fuck what you can't get. TLC told us, don't go chasing waterfalls. Me and Murray, But they also said they don't want no scrubs. Sometimes yeah. you need a scrub. Sometimes you need a scrub. So don't you can't be with the one you love, then honey, love the one you're with. Love which, the one you're which with. Which means to settle for whatever you can get at that moment. <laughs> That's the worst fucking message. No, it's, no, it's the best message. It's like... Some people are just wasting their lives like, no, there's something better around the corner. Oh. No, the shit you got right now is the best you're ever going to do. So accept it and be happy and get laid instead of being an incel. That's the problem with these incels. They, they aim for the stars. You think so? Yes. Okay. And that's what they're like, oh, man, I, like some, you're, you're some schlub and you're like some model, some Instagram model should be with me. No. I think the problem There's is plenty of ugly people out there. Just be with an ugly person. Yeah, no, I think the point of incels is just the lack of confidence and all that. And they maybe they do shoot too high. They totally do. Yeah. They're too busy giving their money like those Twitch girls we were talking about. Save your money. Take a nice, plain-looking girl out on a date. <laughs> Get laid 
No shooting up at fucking schools. All right. Please stop shooting. God, how many? I don't even want to do this. All right. Fun movie. So they, uh, of course, are. <laughs> okay. We had the girls at the gym getting yeah. into a fight. So uh, player's girlfriend sees her talking. Immediately jumps on that girl. Yeah. And that's where we get our cartoon act break. And right. we come back to, and we're at Wynn's place, and his yeah. drums have been wrecked. And there's a, there's a fucking, like, graffiti on the wall that says, like, get the fuck out of town or some shit. Yeah. They know it was Leon. They assume it was Leon. Right. And, well, I would assume, too. They did fuck with Leon. That's right. And Tiny and fucking Player feel awful because he's like, why did you fucking do this? I could have handled this shit. Like, it's your boys. We're just looking out for you. That's right. And he's like, I, I don't have anything now. So, of course, when you don't have any job or anything like that, you got to go ahead to the next place you can get cash from. Fox. Yeah. Three dollars. That's right. So he's getting, he's got a scheme. Just He's like, I'm glad you guys showed up. I got a scheme right now we're going to do. We see it. He's got chalkboards with fucking lines and arrows and yarn and all that bullshit going on, and we cut over to an alley, and there is our trash man again. Right, it's that familiar truck, and we're thinking, oh, they're gonna run a scam on him. Oh no, they're not. They're the gonna convoluted scam ever. Yeah, yeah, it was way not worth the trouble. I was pulling my they hair get $55 out. Fifty-five dollars for this scam. Pulling my hair out over this. Well, I'm going to explain the scam for please, you. Please, please, please. All right. So they have some TV boxes in the back of uh, Fox's truck. So Fox, beautiful fucking reverse driving. He goes right up to the back of the of the uh, garbage truck, and they put the TV boxes in the back of because this is I guess this is the mo of B, wherever this B stood for, the trash guy, where he hides his stash in his garbage truck. Right. So they put them in. And then they cover it up. Meanwhile, they know, for some reason, they know Mr. Molay, who owns a music store, but for some reason hangs out in this dilapidated area. Constantly putting the sign up on his shop, I'll be out for the next hour and a half. So I can well, just rummage. Rummage through the embankment. Because that's what he's doing. He's yeah. like, he's scrapping. Yeah, he's scrapping in a suit. Yes. Well, yeah, back then you, you were a classy scrapper. Oh, okay. And he's crawling he, with people in suits, scrapping. He notices that, and he sees the. the they take off. Garbage man comes by to throw some garbage on top because they threw some like some like bushes and shit on top of the the the, the TV boxes. Right. And so he doesn't. The garbage man doesn't notice that he has this shit in there, but Mister Molette notices. Right. Right. I'm telling. This is convoluted. It is. Unnecessarily convoluted. So the idea here is that Mr. Mollette didn't see him put the boxes in the trash truck, right? They Because he, it thought, doesn't make sense. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. It doesn't right. make he sense not, otherwise. Yeah, you're right. He did not see them put it in. They, he just saw the, 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 the boxes. Right. So this is actually a double hustle. Yeah. Because they... What Mr. Mollett does pop up to see when the trash man throws his trash away, there are electronics that he loads into his trash yeah. truck. And then he takes off to get some more shit away. Because he brought everything over in an empty trash can. Yeah. So he was wheeling it off, and that's when Mollett sees Fox go back to the garbage truck, act like they found these TV boxes, because they did not, like you said, they, Mr. Mollett did not see them drop them off. Exactly. So he's like, oh, shit, they're stealing from fucking this garbage man. And they, they're aware that Mr. Mollett's watching. This is, they're running the fucking hustle on Mollett. Exactly. So they take off. with they, they grab the fucking TV boxes back out of the garbage can, put it in their truck, take off, stop About, like a block away. Yeah, like 15 feet. <laughs> and then there's 
debris in an empty alley, which, by the way, this is kind of what it looks like uh, if you go down some streets of Detroit these days. If you're within, like, outside the two-mile radius that they have resurrected uh, in Detroit, you will see empty blots just like this. Well, yeah, it's it's desolation. It looks it, like fucking The Last of Us fucking Walking Dead. Like, you are, you, are you watching that? I am watching you it. You like it? It's okay. I don't so, love it, but it's okay. I, don't, I know nothing about the game. Yeah, that's though, fine. That's so. even better. I, mean, I like the dude that's in it, the Pedro Pascal. I yeah. like him. He's a good dude. Okay. But it's not, it's not blowing me away, but it, it's okay. Okay. And... Uh, so, yeah, so they drive like a block away, like around the corner. Mr. Millette follows them. They they all take off. They're like, then Baby D stays. Fox literally walks off. Man, all this work has got me hungry. I'm going to go get lunch. Everybody unloads everything into the trash bins and all that. And then... Uh, they, yeah, they, they they hide it like they, 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 they all these little caches around yeah, town. And they, another dilapidated right, you know, like shack. Yeah. Yeah. And then the boys walk away. Baby D's left there. And that's when Malay sees his opportunity. Right. And he's like, hey, I saw you took those TVs. I can take them off your hand. I'll give you $20. Fuck that shit. $100. Uh, how about? And then, then they go back and they haggle and they finally settle on $55. Oof. All this trouble for 55 fucking dollars. That's right. But they get it. They get it from Molette. Mr. Molette's like, I got to go get my fucking money. Because he's like, hey, man, Goldie told me, steal big, yep. $55. He's got to go get his uh, uh, dolly. And fuck, back then, TVs were really fucking expensive, man. Yeah, that's impressive. That You could flip four TVs at 55 bucks. You can get more than $55 on one TV, probably. Yeah, TVs are more expensive then than they are now if you adjust for inflation. 100%. So, so yes, it's, it's a double hustle, Murray. Yeah, because it turns out there ain't shit in those boxes, but just some fucking rocks or some shit. Yeah. And they take off and they laugh. And he's like, I got hustled again. All right. So they're meeting up after this double hustle. They've just fucked up. Malet. They all got five dollars a piece from that. hustle. Maybe. And we see an c- incredible act of charity because play incredible. They kind of owe him. They No, they 100 percent owe him. Yeah. In a way, but yeah, yeah, they do owe them. I could see them making an argument, but no, yeah. the the fact that they don't even bother <laughs> arguing, they're just like, "Hey, we fucked up." Here you go. They hand over their share, five dollars, yeah, and they're like, "This will get you closer to the little skins." Right. And right. the three boys run off laughing to themselves, and we see Baby D's left there. He fucking unloads that roll of cat, the fifty-five dollars. What did they get paid? I don't know. Well, I don't know if it was 55, but he did skim. He definitely skimmed because he's working the monkey hustle now. I mean, hey, I maybe maybe Fox is teaching him too well. He is teaching him too well. As well, come to learn here in a little bit. So after you've done a nice hustle, you need a nice fuck-sole. Because we go to the abandoned theater. Where, of course, that's where every kid goes to fuck their girlfriend. This is the part Roger Ebert loved. <laughs> he loves teens fucking. In theaters, in yeah. movie theaters, he 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 was uh, reminiscent of this theater. He had gone there apparently years before and fuck somebody and fuck somebody. <laughs> it was a porno theater. He gave it four stars though, just for that scene. No, I'm saying when he fucked the person Uh-oh. in the theater, he no, gave he gave it a thumbs up or a, <laughs> a dick up. <sighs> when he put that thumb up though, Beach. 
So, yeah, we got uh, – God, I can see why players are always looking for some new pussy because the old pussy is always complaining. Yeah. She's just like, this fucking ground is cold. Right. Put your butt on it, boy. Put your weight on it. Put your – And, well, poor Tiny Tiny's the old odd man out. He's never – he's every time you think he's going to nail a broad, she's like – because he's – mind you, PG movie, he's got her tits out. You can see the you can see under boob. I don't know if the nipples are showing, but you see oh. under boob. He got the shirt up. He's working it. Oh. And then she's like, "I can't. I got the curse. It's called being on the rag." Got yeah, the yeah. Curse. And he's like, "God damn it!" And just as I don't know, I guess he's gonna like, "Can you give me a hand job?" I mean, you can still do other things. Yeah. Fucking Black Knight walks in. He's ready. He's got popcorn. He's ready to watch this shit. No, why didn't he come in with popcorn? Again, this movie leaves us with questions, which we love. Yes. Why did he have the popcorn? And it scares off. They they run off. They go, you ain't watching us, fuck pig. And they just take off. So we cut over to Joe the Community uh, fucking guy. Yeah. Because why not? We haven't seen him in a longer in this he movie. Just, he just, we're checking in with the plot. That's the only reason for this scene. Uh, right. He's talking, he's trying to get a hold of Alderman Black, and he's not having any of it. And he's like, God damn it, nobody can do anything for the community. I'm going to put out a super cut of just the plot of this movie, <laughs> and it's going to be nine minutes long. I don't think it'd be that long. <laughs> All right, so Molette apparently owns a music store. We didn't know about this. Right. Because he's always a... running scrapping hustles. Right. And like, we, we... I, I alluded to it, but yeah. that was just for our fun and knowledge of the situation. And we see Wynn playing some skins. I guess he's trying them out. He's got $5. Maybe he could rent it for like an hour. Yeah, we see Molette's walking up. There's people pouring out on the streets dancing. The music we hear is something Captain Beefheart wishes he could perform (laughs) because it makes no sense. It's all over the place. And yet everyone's dancing and grooving to it. It's called being black. You can just find a beat no matter where it's at. No matter where it's at. And he ain't having any of that. It's like, get the fuck out of my store, you kids. And they run off. And we learn, I believe at this point, how much a drum set costs, Murray. No, we learn later on. Later? We okay. have no idea. Okay, thank you. All right, fucking finally, Rudy Ray is back. We see that green Cadillac roll up. Yep. Oh, my God. If the jumpsuit was good enough... This next outfit from the Dolomite Designs catalog, <laughs> it's like it's it almost looks like what fucking uh, Aquaman wears. Like this, it's like gold chainmail, like scaled, like Aquaman, <laughs> like a shirt with that choker, with the fucking like gold bars or tassels, whatever the fuck hanging off of it. Did you notice the back is bare though? The back of his shirt, I didn't. It, it's like Hulk Hogan, where it just has like the tears, oh, like, just... but it's like yeah, it's like gold shit i didn't notice and he's just and he's got a fucking like his own like dolomite pimp hat on like a, like a little cap and he's like foxy i need one of your boys to replace leon and they're like he's like what you know like fuck that you know we're not we're not working for you somebody's got to replace him there's a good moment here with baby d as well so the boys are here yeah and they're ta- they're talking straight like Goldie is talking straight to the boys and telling yeah. them one of you's gonna work for me or all of you are gonna work for me because you kids are good, and they're like, well, I really don't know. And that's when Foxy wa- walks up with Baby D, interrupts the whole scene, and that's where we learn Fox or not Baby D and Win are related, half brothers, half 
We always know. We thought they were. We learned. We knew they were like brothers. I think earlier, but now we learned that they're half half brothers. And they have different daddies. And his daddy's alive. That's why Baby D's angry at him because his daddy is dead and Wins is alive. Yeah. So that's the he's like, you know, he's See, like because he, that, that's that's why we learn why fucking he he's gravitates towards Fox. He's looking for a father figure. Yeah. Win calls it out. Yeah. You're only hanging out with him because he's like a dad figure to you, and he's like. Yes, motherfucker. He's, 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 yeah, he's like, you got a fucking dad. He's, he's never around, doesn't pay child support, but you, he's, he exists. So Baby D runs off. Foxy tells uh, Wynn, hey, it is really tough for him. Don't be so hard on him. Go check on him. And Wynn's like, you're fucking right. So look at that. Promotion of family and everything in, in, in the hood. And it's- Foxy, I need one of those kids to replace Leah. And Fox is like, look, look, don't even fuck with these kids. You know I got some inside people. You know I could I could bring all this shit down. I'm not going to. As long as you just back off of those kids. And he's like, fuck it. And he's he starts Goldie's like kind of feeling like, Are you are you sassing me, fucking dude? So he's yeah. gotta come back. Right. Uh it's like after the whole police thing, after learning about it's, he tells him about the police stuff, how uh, Foxy is an insider. And, and Goldie fires back with, your boys scared off Leon. They beat the fuck out he of him. He's one of my highest earners. He's one of my highest earners. So I need somebody else to take up that fucking vacuum. And Foxy even understands that because he pulls back from, I'm going to fucking tattle on you to shit. Take your best shot. And then... Yafet walks away with a smile on his face, throws his hands right. up. Hands aren't tied. Just, I'm not going to get in the way of this. And Goldie yells back at him, Murray. Foxy, yo, my main man. My main man, Foxy. Jumps in his Cadillac and takes off. Quick cut to player. He wants to uh, slip the slick and steal. <laughs> This is how yeah, we. This is this is how. And maybe they're learning. Like I said, we were saying maybe D's learning too well. Maybe Playa and Tiny are learning too well because he's like he's really feeling guilty about that drum thing. He's like, yeah. I got to get some money. Well, how about we just rip off fucking uh, Fox? Go of to course. we know where his fucking uh, his hideout. His, uh, yeah, storage area is, and they go to it. And of course, Fox is always one step ahead of them. Cleaned it out. Yep. It's just empty boxes. And so, even Tiny's just cracking up. He's like, he got us again. The man. two of them just laugh and laugh. It's a it's a great scene. And then we cut to Roller Rink. Where if you're you're a fucking teenager, where do you go in the seventies? Roller rink. I mean, even today. And so yeah, and baby, he's working his side hustle. He's he's collecting money from kids. Like are they running fucking numbers? He's he's got a bag out. Every kid's giving him a dollar. That's right. And then we see Black Knight, the crooked cop, roll up and Baby D hands him a load of cash and he's like, I'll keep I'll put the slips under the normal spot that, you know, Foxy has. And he goes, Oh no, no, no. You put it under this new spot for me. <laughs> and this fucking cop is like, Whatever you say, sir, it's like a fourteen year old kid. He's like, I'll do that. You know, he knows, he, he knows he's such a cuck for the game that he's <laughs> right. willing to go along with it, even if it's a fucking 15 year old. So uh, Baby D, I think he's trying to put his own crew together of like 10 year olds. Yeah, 100 percent. So, so he's like, gonna, he's like, I'm going to pay for everybody's roller rink time. Yes. But there's rule at nine, nine o'clock. o'clock. Nobody under like 15 or whatever the fuck it was. 
So we do get to see a little bit of people skating, even though Baby D couldn't get in with his crew. And uh, uh, Win and V are out there, and they pull off, and they're having a little bit of an emotional heart-to-heart here because Win disappointed, doesn't even have a drum set, doesn't have any uh, propos- you know, like motivation at this point. It's like, what the? I don't have a job. I don't have anything. What the fuck am I supposed to do? And V is doing her best job to support her man. Starts telling him, uh, it's an Aquarius moon. It's the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Thank you, Murray. You know this shit. You love tarot. Well, I love the musical Hair, which is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Oh, you know I'm all about musical theater, especially true. 70s musical theater, hippie musical theater. True. And yeah, and then outside, baby, baby D, he's not going to let not being allowed to go on the roller rinks fuck with him. They, he's with Sweet Potato. They just get in a random car. They're going to fuck in somebody's car, leave juices, peach juice everywhere. That's right. And, and that's how they roll. And so, she, But she's like, oh, no, well, above the waist, motherfucker. Because yeah. he immediately goes for the peach, which you, you, you got to do that, man. You got to yeah. see, you know, hey, man, nothing, <laughs> what was it? Nothing venture, nothing gain. So you just go <laughs> for it. And she slaps you away. You go, all right, I tried. It they- could have happened. 50-50. I mean, they laugh about it. He respects no, and they make out a little bit, and then we just cut back over to Wind and V, who are in the middle of nowhere at this they're point. They're like, like a playground or something. Yeah, shit. they're under some street lights, and that's when Leon walks up with his boys. He's no, fucking... Leon's gone. It's just Cobra and Moe, his boys. Oh, it was? Yeah. Oh, okay. And like I said, Cobra's the guy that has the shirt tied up in a knot. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. He's auditioning for the Dallas Cowgirl, Cowboy Cheerleaders. And Mo is looking kind of tough. He's got the vest with no shirt on. Stone okay. Cold in it. He looked like Stone Cold. He's yeah. black Stone Cold. Sure. And they run up and start pummeling the shit out of him. These, these are grown-ass men. Yeah. And these are beating shit out of fucking Win. And Vi tries to help him, but she's a fucking girl. How's she going to beat up some grown men? She gets pushed away. She runs over. Just so happens that Mama's place is... Just Mama's acro- place. Just across the street, go and get Foxy. And Fox is like, all right. He runs after us there, and he t- and takes care of business. He's beating up two men. It was like life hot tagged him into this match. He comes in, clothesline, stiff punches, bionic elbow, fucking suplex for days. It was amazing. It was. And he tells uh, he uh, he helps uh, 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 win back into Mama's house, right. and he's telling a boy, "I hope you take this as a lesson. You're too talented. Get the fuck out of Dodge. Right? You don't belong here. Right? All because of player and tiny those motherfuckers. But they're they they still feel guilty, and yeah. they still don't want to do anything the honest way." And apparently that apology that Wynn laid on Baby earlier really went a long way because Baby's helping in this. Or they don't. They, nobody knows what's happening in the script. I think is really what's happening. Probably. Yeah. This probably was supposed to happen like 15 minutes earlier, but probably. they just the editing was all over the place. So, yeah, they, they go to Mr. Mollett's uh, uh, music shop, I'm assuming, and they open the skylight. They're on the roof, and somebody shimmied down there. I think it was a uh, player. And they're like hauling up a drum kit, but they don't know that there's a silent alarm. And yep. They set it off. So the cops arrive as they're trying to get out with these drums. They end I love up- how like even 
no matter how dangerous the situation is, everyone's having a great time. Oh. Because Baby D pulls out a gun. And, like, because Black Knight, he's like, hey, freeze. Pulls out a gun. He's not scared at all. No. And shoots at fucking uh, Black Knight. But, of course, since we're at, this is a fun PG movie, it's just a flare gun. That's all right. And it blinds Black Knight, so they get away. With the fucking, with like, I think they get a bass drum is all they get or something like a tom. Or something I didn't, like I didn't think they got anything. No, somebody did have one drum. Oh, okay. but it wasn't the set. Okay, and then we just kind of cut to that night, next day. Who knows? But Gold Fox, Crooked Cop, uh, Malay's there too. They're meeting up and they're. Well, talk- now we're getting back to the plot. We're getting back to the plot, and they're talking about how they're gonna get one over on the folks downtown. You know the. Politicians, yeah, because he's because fucking Goldie owns these politicians. He's the true power of South Side of Chicago, right? It's like, don't worry, I've got these suckers in my pockets. They will never put a freeway in Goldie's land. And then, uh, then I think uh, Fox says he knows somebody again. He's always well. Again, Goldie really doesn't seem to have any power when when it's. When you're getting behind the curtain, you're realizing Goldie is admitting he has no power in these situations. It's Fox who has all the power. Because Fox is the one just saying, don't worry about it. I've got a guy. He's already said this in uh, Sweet, uh, Sweet Mama's Place. Yeah. And he's saying it again here. Don't worry. I have this guy in my pocket. He owes me a debt. You know about debt, Goldie. And Goldie's just, I know all about debt. And then, you know, when uh, Fox gets up to leave with that big smile on his face as he always has, he's like, what does this man owe you, Fox? What did you do for him? Did you save him? Are you the second coming or something? And Fox just tells him, I'm a regular Jesus Christ. Boom. Next day. We're getting that block party. This is going to stop it. A block party. When they see how much fun people are having, they're like, we can't get rid of this. That's right. We got fucking run, uh, black co- uh, black knight black run Knights. security. Yeah, well, he is a black cop. He is frisking everybody, and I mean all the women under a certain age and weight. He is getting up in crevices. I think this was just we need two minutes to fill of time because it's hundred percent nowhere. Hundred percent. He notices Fox talking with Sweet Mama, and then he hands some some money off to Sweet Mama. Yeah, and we're we're as the audience going. Why do we need to see this? And I'm still, even when it's done, I'm just like, why did I need to see this? Because then Fox notices Baby and Cop exchanging some money. Right. And he and Fox called out to Baby D, what are you doing here? What is going on here? And Black Knight, the cop, gets in his car and runs away. <laughs> and Baby D runs away. Right. And fucking Fox is looking kind of disappointed in baby d he's like fuck he's hustling me right we gotta do something about that and continuity aside just throw that away for a minute here <laughs> because now we're going to like an hour or two later fox is coming uh wait no fox is somewhere he's hiding in like inside like apartment building or yes something, so. and Watching. and the lady that sweet we mama. saw him pay sweet mama he paid off sweet mama yeah, I don't know what was that was, but yeah, I'm pretty no, sure. that was the fucking woman he paid off in the last scene. Yeah, that was Sweet Mama, wasn't it? No. No, no I'm no. pretty sure it was Sweet Mama. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh, so the woman he paid off in the previous scene 
is walking out, and she's got a John with her, supposedly, who steals her purse. Why she had a purse on her, I don't know. Because that's the scam. That's the scam. It's awesome. And so they run into another dilapidated lot, and it just so happens that Black Knight was doing his uh his uh um rounds or whatever, yeah. sees it, comes over. Decides he's going to do his job for a change. Right. Well, he wants to help out the woman he noticed earlier because she waved at him. Oh. And you know what that means, Murray? If a woman smiles, laughs at a joke of yours, uh, waves at you, looks at you, makes eye contact with you while being female, it means she wants to fuck you. Oh, I've never had that happen. So Good. So, yeah, so he's like Black Knight to the rescue, and the, what was the point of the scene? Well, she, Black Knight runs in to help stop the theft. She break, he breaks up the little scuffle that's going on there, and Foxy walks oh, yeah, up to the cop car. Oh, yeah, it was another distraction. Yeah. Because. He's got the slip purse. He wants, yeah, because, uh. Uh, Fox wants to get the money back that Baby D had given. That's his money that Baby D had given to the Black Knight. That, that could be it. That's exactly it because he because he doesn't he doesn't take all the money. He just takes the money on top. That's right. Because that's his money. That's he's an honest hustler. Right. He probably also knows that fucking uh, Goldie would have him fucking s- swimming in the fucking uh, Lake Michigan if he stole all his money. Right. But yeah, so that's that. He he takes back ba- the money Baby D stole from him. He uh, calls over to the fucking assault. He does the little symbol, which looks like the surf's the surf symbol. Gives him the Iggy, yeah. But it, yeah, it's the monkey hustle symbol, and just telling him like, okay, you can fuck off now, and that's it. And then we cut over. The party's rolling. Joe is um, running up, warming everyone, and you know, greeting everybody because he put the block party together. We see that Wynn's got his drum set. We see fucking Goldie there with his fucking gold pants up to his nipples, and he's just putting his weight on it. And he's having a good time. Everybody's having a good time until we see the fucking. This is where we see uh, Wynn with his new drum set. Yeah, tag on it. It's much much like these back in the day when you keep the tag on your clothes to show how much money you spent on it. Okay, seven hundred. Fucking dollars in nineteen seventy six money. Incredible. That is twenty eight thousand dollars adjusted for inflation. For a drum kit? Is that shit made out of like not mahogany a, and shit? Not a Neil Pert drum kit. No. Normal drum kit. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Not even a Neil Breen drum kit. All right. <laughs> and that drum kit goes into the trash lodge. Yes. It's so big. Um everybody's having a good time until like Robocop three. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Abra, for sending me RoboCop 3. The bulldozers yeah. arrive. Yeah. And and you know what? I liked it. It was all black people. There was no, like, you know, like just automatically making white people. Then You'd think that would be. That would be the place where the white people would finally show up, taking away the shit. But no. It was very inclusive. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they're not going to they're not gonna go out with a fight. They're not going to let them take their fucking... Uh, a block away. Right. They're exchanging heated words and everything. Baby D pulls out a fucking the, the, the trusty uh, fire hose and starts yeah. just blasting everybody. Yeah. Again, we talked about how how did this neighborhood get fire hoses? 
But they have them, and they use them. So right. they're using nonviolent tactics, the same tactics that were used on them when, you know, uh, white people were oppressing black people even right. harder. They're, they're, turn, they're flipping the scripts. They're flipping the script. Setting dogs loose on these guys. Whoa, okay. They don't go that far. Instead, they replace dogs with cream pies, in, Marie. In, were they cream pies? I thought it was like potato salad. I couldn't fucking tell. I thought they were just scooping out potato salad. Again, I didn't have the laser disc. You tell me. Yeah, well, that's where I saw the dogs. I love that in laser disc, what you could actually do is find out the recipe they used on oh. the, the cream pie slash sweet potato dish. Potato salad. Potato salad, excuse yeah. me. Yes. Thinking of the character. But Sweet Potato, the character, did make the potato salad. So you were <laughs> right. So it's I a, learned that on the fucking yeah, laser okay, disc. Okay, okay. And yeah. And so we're we're just they're throwing fucking potato salad or fucking Korean pie. Who the fuck knows? Who the, it's funny. That's all that it's matters. Funny. And even the fucking people coming to bulldoze them are like, fuck. This is just a good time. Let's <laughs> let's just fucking go away. No, a limo rolls up, and Alderman Black, this guy we've heard of all throughout the movie, Alderman Black finally shows up. Looks like the fuck a black version of the kingpin, and he's like, nope, they're not gonna do it. I shut it down. Go on with the party. All right, people. That's the plot right there. That's it. There was no... We were waiting for the, the, the ultimate monkey hustle to how they're going to get out of this. No. That was the guy that Fox was alluding to. He actually knew the alderman. Yeah. And he shut it down, which fucking alderman ain't going to have no power to shut down a fucking freeway. No. But hey, we're in the world of monkey hustle, so we go with it. We'll go with that. But we need a little extra. We need some we action. Need, we need something. And so that's when a uh, car goes full Charlottesville and storms down the road, <laughs> right. swerving all over the place, trying to take out everybody it can. It's Leon. It's all. It's Leon, Cobra, and Mo. They yeah. all went fucking outlaw on on uh, on Goldie because Goldie's like, they don't work for me. Kick their ass. Kick their ass. And I love it because literally the close-up of Rudy Ray Moore yelling, kick their ass, is cut and pasted into about nine <laughs> scenes from here on out. And so they take off. They get out of Dodge because they know they're going to get their ass kicked because Goldie said so. And then they crash into Black Knight's car. Black Knight's car is like two blocks away for some reason. Way far away. And they follow in Fox's car, jump out, beat the shit out of the guys. Black Knight arrives. Hey, you can't. Do that. I'm here to arrest them. And they just shrug at him like, well, who, who, who? why would you respect Black Knight? He's, no, you can't. No. And that's where he calls himself, I, in, a, in a way, I am the Black Knight. That's right. That's when we first heard it. So they allow Black Knight to take his credit. Right. Get the, the arrest. They go back to the party. Wins manager. Manager's his name. He didn't have a name. Shows up. He's got some gigs. He's got a three-week tour for Win. All set up. That's right. Well, how convenient that he got his drums back. It works perfectly. Perfectly. And Vi is like, you know what? Go. This is this is what you were put on this earth for, to play drums. I understand now. I'll be here waiting for you. So Fox is chased because he, he's hurt by what Baby D did to him. Baby D ran a hustle on him. That's right. He knows about it. He saw it and everything. And he's and he's all and also I think he's feeling threatened. He's like, this kid. I was never this advanced at his age. Maybe he's in competition. I'm going to put him back in school. I'm going to put him on the straight and narrow. He grabs him by his ear, takes him to the fucking school. Baby D hasn't been in school for fucking years. That's right. And he's just like, uh, Miss Brown's waiting there, which we they, they give an illusion that 
he knows her intimately. She probably beat his ass in school. Uh, Fox beat his ass in school or beat his ass in school. Okay. He was giving her the look. Like I thought. No, I thought he was more scared of her. Than I thought he was shrinking him. it in. No, I don't think that. You see a look at Miss Brown? I don't think he's I drinking saw Miss Brown. I, I he's got I don't, sweet mama at home. You don't need fucking. I don't judge. I'm not saying he wants to go back to them. Saying he might have had a good time or two with her. Baby D's like, I will get revenge on you. You will rue the day you did this to me, sweet daddy fox. And then we cut to some other time, or is it? This, this, is this? It's just life back goes back to normal. They saved the fucking uh, neighborhood, so it's back to the hustle at the train station. He's running the same hustle he did in the beginning of the movie. Goddamn right. But this time, and just as he's about to do the switch, Baby D pops up and goes, Excuse me, officer. Look at what that man's doing over there. And then, he, and then but then it's to show that he's just he's just putting uh, uh, Fox in check. He trips the cop, and they run off together. It's so fun. Hand They're high-fiving hand. on the way. You busted out of school. I busted out of school. You fucking little rat bastard. I don't know how to read or write, <laughs> but I know how to hustle. Do the hustle. Do, do, do. No, that's. And then they run off. There you have it, people. A nice happy ending to Black Exploitation History Month. Probably had more fun than we were, we were anticipating. You probably had fun. more fun listening to this than you will watching the movie. Oh, my God. Try watching this movie and good luck. Well, you'll enjoy Rudy Ray. And the you will. Yeah, Rudy Ray. The boys kind of get on your nerves after a while, but the hey. boys, yeah, the boys are teenage boys. Yeah. We were talking beforehand. I don't give a shit about teenage boys. I don't want to watch yeah. that movie, Kids, because I don't want to watch any story yeah. about teenage. I boys. I never gave a, gave, gave a shit about teenagers when I was a teenager. Exactly. All right, Black Exploitation History Month is done for the year. It will be back. I don't care how much you you racist check out. We're yeah. doing it every year because we pay homage to all the African-American ass kickers. Yeah. And that's the way it is. And uh, like we talked about at the top of this episode, we're going to sneak in some of our favorites. We're going to get Rudy Ray back this oh, year. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming back. Definitely. And there might be a Fred Williamson movie in here. Might be. There will be. There will be. Yeah. You know what else? We're going to throw some Jim Brown in there. I don't think we've done a full Jim. We've done Jim Brown in movies. In movies. We haven't done but, a full Jim Brown. Yeah. So okay. So, so yeah. Fuck you if you don't like this type of content. Yeah. You're getting it. You're yeah. getting more of it. But And you're missing out if you don't. Yeah. But that, that's the way it always is, Griff. Some of our best episodes are our tippy taps. The people just tune out. They go, I don't need to know those. Yes, you need to listen you to do. the tippy taps. Uh, and yet we're so forceful, and yet we're so sympathetic, because Murray, like a great Oreo cookie, we're flipping this bitch on his uh, uh, interior. Yeah, we're going super white next week. And this is a movie, like, all of March, we're hot-shotting the fuck. This is, this is, March is big. Why? Not only is it our birthday episode coming up. Next week isn't our birthday episode, but it's coming up. It's the following week. Yeah. The following week after that, our 250th episode, Woo! which has got to be big. That is huge. And then I'm thinking about having Mike come back the next week. So we're going to we're gonna be having some fun for the next month. Maybe in April we'll do that sex thriller month. I don't know. But definitely next week, a movie, a, another one of those supposed classics. I'm using air quotes. 90s classics that I've not seen. Griff has seen a million times. We did so well with Roadhouse. and said, let's try this. <laughs> I've seen it once. I thought you said you saw it a million times. No, I've seen it like once. and It's one more time than me. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never watched it. I think the last time I saw this movie was when I was 10. Okay. 
And uh, we're we're hearkening back to an old because uh, we've done the sequel. To we've this done movie. the sequel. Uh, we did it in one of our best fucking month uh, themes that we ever did, the Terrible Twos. Right. So if that, that was terrible, this movie must be great. It's got to be great, right? It's got to be. I don't know how you top Willem Dafoe, though. I don't know either. You got foe right in his name. Right. He is Dafoe. He is Dafoe. That's the French word for Dafoe. Yeah. Dafoe. Yeah, it's uh, it's a debut of a guy who a lot of people love. I, I'm Switzerland about him. I don't hate him, but I don't understand the love either. He's yeah. okay. He's okay. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't not see a movie he's in, but I wouldn't go see a movie he's in either. Right. Keanu Reeves. Yes, people. We're doing speed uh. next week. Don't. Go above 55 miles per hour when you're listening to this fucking... And or go above it. I don't know. You got to go above it, right? No, you got to stay at it. You got to stay really? below it. Really? At it? Yeah, it was like... I you, hope it had cruise control. It was... You basically had to keep it on cruise control, I think, was the plot. Uh, well, the we movie. don't know because he saw it 30 years ago and I've never seen it. <laughs> 20... Soon to be 26 years ago. Huh. Um, But yes, prepare yourself as well for a lot of the Apple's... Speed. <laughs> we have to open with that. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so at least we'll enjoy that. So, see you next week for Speed and keep it warm.